Foresight Wrestling Podcast on the one and only 411 Podcast Network. Here we go. Money Talks. It is Money in the Bank weekend, everybody. So let me first introduce to you Miss Holly. How are you? Good. Um, I'm glad to be here again and... Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're starting with a roar here. I'm Justin Watcher. You already know that. And Mr. Steve Matson, Resident Complex. What's up? Hey, hey, hey. How you doing? Good to be back. Good to be back. We are in the lab once again. Three-man booth, or should I say woman booth, but whatever. It's a three-man booth this week. we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. But let me first tell you that you are listening to the 411 Foresight Wrestling Podcast on the 411 Podcasting Network, Google Play, iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, all that good stuff. You know where to find us. Rate, review, and give us those five stars. Speaking of five stars, I think it's only fitting that we're going to start with All Elite Wrestling. Ooh, All Elite. It's official. As we've been talking about for weeks now, they were signing big, with Turner. Big news. Big news. I think very big news. Uh, Steve, let's uh, just kind of get to it. Turner, TNT, fall. Uh, Awesome. I mean, this is going to be, finally, it's going to be some competition. I, I have the sense of, of the, the wartime from back in the, the late 90s is is starting to come back. You got that feeling that we're going to have competing shows. There's going to be some competition. The best thing for any business is competition, obviously. So I think it's just going to be nothing but good for everybody involved. It's really good that there's finally someone out there that has, you know. Don't you count the TNA impact when they went to Monday nights? No. No, me neither. Not at all. Who does? I mean, Nobody. It lasted two months, and they cut the ratings in half and then right. ran and back to Thursday nights. Apparently, they still can't pay everybody. So, I mean, come on. Well, I'll take any extra money. But anyways, um, no, this is much different than them. Like you said, Turner's back in it. I love the tweet right away. We're back in the wrestling business. That was a Ted Turner quote when yep, he yep. Uh, called up Vince McMahon and said uh, that he's getting in the wrestling business. Wrestling. And- Vince congratulated him and said, well, congrats, but I'm in the entertainment business. And that kind of set in motion. But I think uh, Tony Khan, I think, is actually going to follow some of the similar steps because he is all about wrestling, not the entertainment side. Right. It seems like they're going for a more sports-centric. Something that I read today is that they're not going to have any scripted promos. They're going to focus on the in-ring stuff, not so much with the backstage. Yeah, TNA did that for a while, and um, it kind of blew up in their face because they would, you know, pretty much tell their talent go out there for two or three minutes and you know tell your story and you know promote the pay-per-view just kind of gave them a quick guideline and then they'd go out there and they'd kind of be disaster promos you know only a few guys I think can actually cut unscripted promos and honestly this may not be a popular opinion but I do believe I do believe most people like kind of need to have them scripted for them and need to kind of if they're not guideline something because you know, if you give every single guy on the roster in AEW, like, here's five minutes promo, first of all, they're probably all going to go over their time. And second of all, like, can they do that? I don't know. What do you think? Well, I think the main difference between AEW and TNA right now is they got somebody who has been mentored by the greatest promo guy ever. And I'm talking about Cody Rhodes. He had Dusty Rhodes as a father. That man, when he cut the Hard Times promo, that sent him into the stratosphere. And he has been nothing but amazing for everybody that he brought up. So you got Cody Rhodes in there saying, hey, this is, you know, let me see your promo. Okay, well, this is what I would do. My dad really liked to do this kind of stuff, and here's what they're doing in WWE right now, and here's kind of what we would like to see. Now, it's up to you to sell it. I want you to make me believe that, and you're going to give your talent the chance. If they can't cut it, see ya. 
Yeah, I like that. I think, um, you know, they do need guidelines. So I think the whole thing of, well, they're not going to be scripted promos. You know, they may not be scripted per se. They're going to be word. guided. Yeah, and Samoa Joe's been doing a good job with taking WWE's words and making it his own. And it's believable when Joe's saying it. Darn right. Uh, he's one of the best promo guys in the biz, too. I love watching a Samoa Joe promo any day. So I definitely like that part of it. The other part that you mentioned, the sports aspect, that part you know, I don't want to say worries me, but cautiously optimistic. I mean, wins and losses are going to matter. So does that mean, like, I don't like the term, but is every match going to be a jobber match where the big stars are going to win every time or they're going to be competitive because then someone's automatically going to start with one loss? I'm guessing they don't want to do DQs or countouts, so there'll have to be a lot of clean finishes. I'm guessing they w- will want that too. Well, one of the common phrases in American football is uh, on any given Sunday, any uh, team can defeat any team. Now, if you got Tony Khan coming from a football background, who's to say he's not going to say, hey, let's give that guy, you know, let's see what he does with a win. What, what will that do to his momentum? What will the crowd react? And let's see if he can take that ball and run with it. Yeah, that's true. I also like that be a part. great way to introduce new people, too. If, you know, you got a guy who's real low on the independence that you sign to some, you know, small developmental deal, but you kind of see that little spark in him, you know, maybe you give him that one, two, three kid spot and see what he does with it. Yeah, that's true, too. Also, there was, like, analytics, which, if you know sports, it's just going to be, like, how many, like, strikes, how many takedowns, right, how many... Right. You know, it, it's going to be interesting because I'm not sure this really fits into this business too well as much as, say, a UFC, where obviously there's more of the sports components. So, you know, I like the ideas, but now somehow you have to be able to execute that. And, you know, it's just it's going to feel like a weird presentation, I think, off the bat. I don't think that they're going to get too analytical with it as far as how many takedowns how many they might talk about that like when they talk about their move set for their their talent their competitors but you got Jim Ross who has done an amazing job over the last what 30 40 years something like that of taking an entertainment aspect and making you feel like it's a competition it's a sport and you're behind him when JR loses his voice at the end of a pay-per-view you know <laughs> that you got a good pay-per-view or a JR raw. Is, right or raw or whatever anything that yeah. JR has been on it was just I'm excited to hear him calling again. It's going to be great. I like the, also that Jericho, who also always talks about this being like, you know, a rock star, like a rock show, then he can kind of take the personality side of things where the Young Bucks or Cody can kind of do the sports feel. But then, you know, you do still need the personalities. You do need the over-the-top business. So oh, I absolutely. think that's where Jericho will come in with his characters. Yeah, and, it, you know, it's gonna. I think it's going to be great. I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm going to DVR it. I'll tell you right now. Speaking of DVRing, do you have a night in mind that it will air? Um, I don't know. It could go Tuesdays and try to go on against SmackDown. Yeah, I could see him doing a Thursday. Yeah, here's um. This was something cheap plug four one one mania dot com. I posted last night uh, my new column on AEW. So if you want to check it out, I talk about all that crap in there. But you know, I kind of went through each night. I mean, I don't think it's going to go Sunday nights. I think we can cross that out right away. Uh, Monday Night is Raw. That would be Monday Night Wars, definitely. Right. And is that suicidal? Well, you know, first up, right out of the bat? Everyone thought that about Nitro, and but then TNA did it, and that obviously blew up in their face, but we don't need to talk about them. Like you said, Tuesday, NBA airs on TNT on Tuesdays. Right. Um, so would AEW either be preempted those weeks, or would they air at a later time slot? Would they only do an hour show? Could they like be the lead-in if it's a late-night you know, West Coast game that starts at 9 o'clock? 
Could they then air before that? Wednesday night, I think right now may be the best option, even though NXT is on there. But obviously, that's that, a network thing, though. That's a network thing. That's taped. It's on demand. You can watch it, whatever. And then I moved over to Thursdays once again. Uh, there's football on, there's football, baseball on, yeah. and TNT does air NBA also on that night. Everyone remembers the Tuesday, but TNT also has Thursday night games. And then Friday will actually be SmackDown because it's moving to Fox in October. So Friday, I don't think they'd purposely want to go to a Friday night. I don't know if any show really wants to go to Friday night. And then Saturday, honestly. Whatever happened to TGIF? <laughs> you know? Remember that? Step by step, family yeah. matters. Oh, man, uh, full house. Full house. Yeah. Oh, but Aunt Becky went to prison. That's what happened. Oh, poor oh. Aunt Becky. We love wait, her. Wait, what? Lori Laughlin got caught in the cheating scandal for the high universities. She Felicity paid, Huffman from Desperate Housewives. She paid like $500,000 to get her kid into USC. Like why you would pay half a million dollars. Parents cheated their kids through get college. Yeah. Oh Basically, they talked to this guy who found people to take tests and put you know their celebrity think, names on it. Yeah, and, I think Fuller House, which still airs on Netflix, yeah. which is a good show, but obviously not as good as the original. But you can't expect I think they even announced she wasn't going to be back for the yeah. remaining episodes. Yeah. Aunt, Aunt Becky went to prison, guys. Poor Aunt Becky. Oh. But anyway, so then I would almost <laughs> think maybe Saturday, 6.05, like TBS used to do, the 6.05 Saturday oh, night. Oh, the 05s. But I, don't, I really don't think they should, like, you know, completely do the NWA, WCW route. I think they should kind of, you know, not just keep copying them and doing their own thing. They're already on TNT. There's going to be enough comparisons. But right now I'm almost thinking Wednesday might be the best option. Wednesday sounds like the best option, you know. And, I yeah. mean, you know, the way you put it, I'm sure that they've been considering what they're going to do. And Oh, yeah. I would say, I don't know. See, the the, the idea was they trademarked it. I don't know if you know, the Tuesday, Tuesday night. Tuesday night dynamite. Yeah, they trademarked that with the idea of going, obviously, for Turner, and they want to take the SmackDown viewers that won't be there that week. They want to start the week they leave. Okay. So when people sit down Tuesday night to watch SmackDown, right. they're going to turn on that instead. Okay. And be like, well, now all that audience is there Tuesday night for the taking. Right, from right. From 7 to 9, well, Wisconsin time, 7 to 9, and they're going to want to watch SmackDown, but it's not there anymore. So speaking of... What do you think of the uh, financial terms, the whole rumor on that? Uh, refresh my memory. Well, okay, it's kind of like the XFL. Uh, right. They will not actually be getting paid a rights fee, but TNT is going to be covering the costs, pretty much, the production for the live show. And then any advertisement or commercials or whatever, which for wrestling isn't usually too much, they're going to split. So TNT will get their part, and then AEW, any sponsors that they can sell, they'll keep. But in terms of, like, WWE getting a billion dollars, right, right. that's not happening. TNT's paying them technically nothing. They're just, like, XFL they're going to— a slot. They're just basically giving them a slot. So AEW's not paying to be on. Right. You know, it's not a pay deal. It's not a time buy like that. But— so basically, TNT is giving them the window to air their commercials, and you can put whatever you want in between our commercials. And whatever money you make. And whatever money, whatever new commercials come in, will split it, or you get yeah. to keep that money, that Ad kind split. of thing. Okay. But, is, that, is that a shocking thing? Is that something that's not um, done? Yeah, I, I, I think it's <clears throat> fairly shocking. I mean, they obviously weren't going to get a billion dollars. Right, have, right. They don't have the 50-year you know, history, history WWE has, right. and obviously the numbers to back it up and all that. But, you know, but I expected— again, WWE doesn't really have the numbers now. Either. Whoa, boy. <laughs> I expected a few million, something, but, yeah. I mean, if you're talking technically, it's about 400000 to produce a live show each week, just 400000 bucks. So if TNT's covering— that take 52 weeks 
I mean, if you want to get technical, that's twenty, twenty-five million. But again, that's not them getting paid; they're just right. getting their costs that's, covered. Right. I mean, I, that's that's a bold undertaking, and that kind of shows like a handshake, you know, hand in hand deal. You do well. We do well. Yeah. Everybody does well. So maybe they're giving them a shot. Yeah, know? and this is something we talked about, you know, a few weeks ago at the revival and earning the five hundred thousand dollar contract. Right, right. You know, they're going to have to earn to stay on TNT. Absolutely, all of them are. Because if you remember, um, TNT, if they're covering the production cost, at any point they can be no, we're not yeah. covering the production this week. Yep. <laughs> Good no, luck. We're done. Sorry. Yeah, Con. Dick unless, into the... you, unless they've got contracts that legally bind them right. to a certain amount, and they of can time. tell Con, no, you start dipping into your own pockets. Yeah. And they're like, no, we're not going to cover this. You haven't hit, you know, let's say a million viewers. Like, if they go by their primetime average, I think I saw this. It's something like one point two or one point eight TNT averages every night in primetime. Okay. Um. So AEW is going to have to hold up those kind of numbers. I mean, if they're getting four or five hundred thousand viewers weekly, TNT can easily look at that and go, "Okay, we're just going to put on reruns of Bones every night, and right?" Get well, a million viewers. You know, they're going to do that that first week, guaranteed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Second I, week, maybe, but I think it, it, they're going to get that. I'm going to say first four weeks, first four episodes are going to be high rating enough that it's going to be the talent will have a chance to take that momentum and do something with it. After those first four shows, if it starts to tank, it's on AEW. It's not on TNT. Yeah, I'm going to say I already wrote about it on 411mania.com, another cheap plug, but I'm going to actually predict about 3 million viewers for the debut. Okay. That's, that's pretty high. That's and, it. That's high. But and Vince McMahon would freak not, out at that. But I'm going to say. That's not unheard of, though. I think that's, no, not, no, that's no. totally going to happen. I would say $3 million, but then I also wrote with a caveat that the remaining weeks, they'll fall back to about a million. Right, right. So, and that $3 million is almost guaranteed if they do a Wednesday. Absolutely, because there's not going to be any type of wrestling competition for them. Yeah, and I believe it will either be the week after or coming out of All in 2 in September. Okay. So they're going to, I'm going to, I don't want to say a big name, but you can probably guess a few big names. They debut that person at the end of, yeah, see, I'm fucked there, I said it. <laughs> if he debuts at the end of the show just standing on the stage smiling. Right. And then they say, tune in this Wednesday, he's going to speak. That's going to be huge. Or a certain John Moxley, oh. say a debut. Uh, yeah, you can't tell me you're not going to tune in for that, and it's right? going to drop. It's compelling. And TNT then also, this will segue into our next, they're going to have a big promotion. Same with WWE going to Fox. Fox is going to be backing them huge. So they will have the Turner backing, and they're also going to be airing their pay-per-views, which is something we've talked about the past few weeks on BR Live, which is the Bleacher Report app. Okay. Turner bought them on. So they already have the streaming part of that down. Wow. And my one major, I wrote the good, bad, and the ugly of this deal. This was my one ugly. They're... Uh, uh, double or nothing is 50 bucks and that's half a year of WWE network. I mean, right, I don't right. know how many people are going to shell out 50 bucks. I don't know. I, I shelled it out for all in. Yeah. You know, so I, I wrote, mean, um, I could see it for all in double or nothing and then all in two. But if they think monthly pay-per-views right, are 50 bucks, that's going to be a little nutty. That's going to stick happen. to a big four maybe at first. Yeah. I, I was saying if they could do, you know, those two shows a year, maybe. And then I know they have right. a charity event coming up, but even a few shows, you could maybe get away with 50 bucks. But if you're only doing a few shows, then where are you getting your money? You right, know what right. I mean? Besides the weekly shows. So how, so TNT is a pay-per-view or is that just through cable? Uh, no, TNT's on cable, but they have the Bleacher Report app that they're oh, selling. That, but 
but the pay-per-view will also it'll be on pay-per-view. Okay. So you I can do you. it either way, but they they want to drive people to the to DR the live report, right? Yeah, it's kind of like UFC went to ESPN. Kickbacks. Not necessarily for the ratings, they want people to sign up for ESPN's right. app and then you can get the UFC pay-per-views on there. So Makes sense. It's kind of a a deal like that. Um what Everybody's did you Everybody's getting their back scratched. <laughs> I need a back scratch right about now. Holly Hill. Holly. Nah, yeah. I'm not at Oh, that feels I'm good. not all in. <laughs> not all in? Not all in that one. So what do you think of the deal overall? I think it's exciting. I'm excited for it. Um, I'm really looking forward to the kind of... Uh, Sports entertainment. ...product that is going to come out of all of this. It's it's going to be... I think WWE is going to get better. I think that AEW is going to be exciting. And I'm going to have a hard time choosing if I have to. Yeah, I would hope they don't make us choose. I mean, every there's room for everybody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Cody was very smart, again, wrote in the column. He's very smart. He wasn't saying competition. He's not mentioning, hey, this is a war. We're going to take him down. Like, don't right. say that stuff. Exactly. Don't poke the bear. So the word he kept using was alternative. Yeah. And that's you know, there's perfect. nothing wrong with the McDonald's and Burger King being on the same street. You know, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with a Target and a Walmart, you know. Right, You can right. go to each one. You can do your own thing. And both of them can make money. I'll go to Fleet Farm. Well, <laughs> you can go there too, but uh, the other part of the report is, I don't necessarily believe this, but uh, the, apparently the company wants to be profitable by next year. Good luck. Good luck. I that, I mean, what can you say? It's, it's really up to the company, you know, how they spend their money and what they do with their spotlight. You know, like Jim Ross always says, maximize your minutes. Maximize your minutes, and I think maximize your debut. I think they need to, obviously they know this, they're not idiots, but... You know, they really do need to hit a home run with double or nothing. I Absolutely. assume they will in Vegas. And then throughout the summer, they really either need to have a huge signing or something because everyone's excited now, but through the summer, you know, that buzz is going to go away at some right, point. Right. And then when All In 2 comes in, they're going to have to have something big. So I look forward to it. I'm just glad it's all official, Turner and all that. You know, it, we've known about it. We've been talking about it. Right. So No more of this maybe, maybe, maybe. It's, it's happening, yeah. and fall is going to be quite the uh, – I'm glad it gets cold in fall because then I don't have to go anywhere. Yeah, it, the deal had been done for a while. Um, I know Showtime wanted to, but there there wasn't a uh, weekly. Yeah. They want weekly TV, and they're going to somehow oh, can you get— Can imagine a wrestling program on Showtime? Just the, <laughs> I mean, I guess that would be— what's Boxing that, does it. What's that one dude? Not weekly. That I, uh, I couldn't Floyd stand Mayweather? Him. No, the, he's a wrestler, uh, indie wrestler. Oh boy! Not PG whatsoever. Can you imagine him? Joey on Ryan. Yeah, oh, yeah. God. Can you imagine him on on Showtime? What they would do? Yeah, I mean, speaking uh, of Joey Ryan, I mean, we just talked about yeah. this, but if TNT is footing the bill for all this stuff, if, he's not. If they, <laughs> if they want that, they can. But on the flip side, you know, I I don't want to say there's going to be a power struggle at some point, but they're the ones paying the bills. You know, right. they're they're keeping the house afloat. They're keeping the light on. So at some point, they can be like, hey, tone this down, or hey, right. this rating was bad, or I think that they know that, and that's why they have not officially signed Joey Ryan to any type of... Yeah, I don't even... I mean, I don't really care for him. I don't care for him one bit. In fact, I was a little upset because I did watch All In, and I was really excited because I was sitting down with my daughter, and I'm like, here's what what an independent wrestling company can do, something other than the big guys. And then that segment comes up, and it's like, okay, we're going away now. Yeah. Next... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm not even. I don't even mean Joey Ryan on TNT. I just mean in general. If right. you know they want, say, no blood, 
and That's Cody true. and the Bucks yeah, say, I mean, well, we need blood for this. If they want longer matches and they say, well, no, we don't, again, they can always say, um, who, who paid the bill last right, week? Right, there's going to be a back and forth at some point. That's and, inevitable. And at some point, I could see Tony Khan saying, you know what, forget it then. I'm going to f- foot the bill. And, and then, then the pressure's really on to right. deliver. And then how much money is he going to sink in? And, you know, how far do you go down the rabbit hole? <laughs> that that all depends on how they do when they open up. If they can do well, and let's say they are profitable in that first year, and let's say that they do well and consistently for a good long time, then if these power struggles do come up, then you have every right and you've got the money because you've made it and you can be like, okay, well, I'm starting up my own network then, you know, or do my own thing or whatever it is. I mean, Twitch is showing pay-per-views now and uh, or wrestling programs and yeah there's I mean, a the, lot of platforms there's but, a lot of platforms out there but i mean there's a difference between twitch and 90 million cable tv homes primetime tnt live every week if so. you do well enough when you open up you may be able to have your choice of networks there may be networks begging for your content you know that it, is it all depends too. on how you open up you got to come out of the gate strong jim ross says it can't be good it's got to be great it's it got to be great and i think for all of us i mean I think it'll do just fine, but, you know, the better they do, the better I do, the better all of us do, the better everything for wrestling fans, you know, we should all want it to be bigger and better than ever, so... We are looking forward to it, but moving on real quick, do you have any other news bites that were in the week? Oh, boy. Well, do we want to talk about Ric Flair? Um, sure. Whatever. Well, poor guy. At first it was reported it was a life-threatening serious, serious uh, thing. Rushed to the hospital. Now it's just coming out that it was a procedure that he intended to get, and he wanted to get it done before um, uh, he went out to Vegas for StarCast. Yeah, and the update I got like five minutes ago was refuting that update and saying, no, his heart's been acting up, and uh, he had a back. Oh, sure enough. Something with his back a few months ago. That, That was the plan procedure. This now... And I know the I know who it is. It's Conrad Thompson. He hosts yep. podcasts, and yeah, um, he's the son-in-law of Ric Flair. Um, oh. He married one of his daughters, I think. So of course he's going to come out and kind of deny it. Of course he's going to give their little family spin on it and say, no, no, everything's fine. Everything's fine. So Put everybody at ease. You get that with all celebrities and sources, and agents always come out and their reps will deny a story or whatever. So. Right. It's not surprising, Conrad. If somebody else comes out and says it, then okay. But well, uh, apparently it's his wife saying that the heart thing. Yeah, is what I'm reading. So either way, honestly, I don't necessarily care what it is. Let's just let's hope just, he's better. Yeah, kick out at two, Rick. Come on, buddy. Kick out at two. I saw somebody <laughs> say today it wasn't even a two count; it was a one count, and he kicked out. Of. <laughs> you can't kick. You can't pin Ric Flair. He's, he's so just, either way, let's just you know hope he's fine now. But it, it was kind of scary saying his rush to the hospital. Yeah, and it's serious. And Charlotte, made my I think, eyes bug out. I tell you what. Yeah, I mean, anytime you see someone like that tw- trending on Twitter, it's like great. What is this? Thursday morning. It can't be anything yeah. good. Why there's is Ric Flair trending? There's a local radio station, uh, their afternoon program. They do what's called the Ghoul Pool, and they started off at the beginning of the year, and they basically they make a list of which celebrities do you think we're going to lose this oh, year. Oh, boy. Don't do that. No. I, well, I mean, it's, it's a fun little game, but at the same time, it's quite morbid. <laughs> Until it happens. Right. You just never want to see that with... Uh, um, you know, Ric Flair. No, not at all. And I think it was even Charlotte suddenly stopped posting. She was 
constantly posting and then she stopped and it was like oh great because last time something happened she was overseas and had to rush back right right to be with him obviously when he was in uh the coma is she overseas now too is she i in, think they're still in um in europe didn't, yeah weren't they just in london or something yeah I don't that's know where they aired the shows from but they may be coming back maybe charlotte now. should just stay in the country <laughs> <laughs> with andrade Ooh. Well, we'll get to uh, that. They're over there too. We'll get to that this Sunday. But anything else going on? I know you want to talk about Sheamus a little bit. Uh, yeah. There's been some rumors that Sheamus is gonna be retiring. I mean, we haven't seen him since the Superstar Shakeup. We know that he's been out with a quote-unquote undisclosed injury. Concussion. Oh boy, those are bad. Um. So I mean, what do you think? Everybody's saying no, no. He's in the best shape of his life, and yeah, I think he's what like. 40, 41, 42 now, I think. Yeah. He is up there in age. I know he kind of catches flack, but because um, he was Triple H's workout buddy, that's the, been a long story. Oh, really? That's I been the long story. That's why he was immediately called up to Raw and won the title in six months, and everyone goes, up oh, Triple H's buddy, here we go. Of course, that's why he's beating everyone. Really? I did not know that. Yeah. I never heard that. He caught the internet backlash early, which you kind of expected, which kind of sucks for him, and it wasn't even true, but it's kind of right. stuck with him. So... I've always enjoyed his run. We're going to count down the top 10 uh, Money in the Bank cash-ins in a little bit. Um, his from 2015 at Survivor Series. His, oh, is that the infamous, uh, what, five minutes? Yeah. Something like that? That, yeah. that did not make my list, but I always thought he got a, a, well, minus the quote here, but, you know, a raw deal. <laughs> I always thought he kind of got screwed on that whole thing with the Reigns thing, and then... Yeah. Once it was decided that Triple H well, and, and Reigns would headline Mania that year, you know, Triple H kind of just came in and Sheamus was pushed to the side. Right. That, that League of Nations League thing of Nations. The, I mean, you had Wade Barrett, who was already disgruntled. Alberto Del Rio, we see what happened there. See. And then you got Rusev and, and Sheamus, you know, the yeah, workhorses of the whole thing. That was that done was, from the moment, and yeah. I think it was Rusev who was on a photo shoot on the network a while ago. Oh, yeah. I think he said they formed... They formed on Monday. On Tuesday, Roman beat them four on one. <laughs> right. <laughs> and yeah. That not was, a whole lot you can do. But, uh, you back, can't really come back from that. <laughs> no. Back to the injury, though. I'm glad Cesaro's kind of getting a little time to shine on That's his own. That's true. He does deserve that. Obviously, he's well-deserved. But I also think Sheamus is deserving of it. The Bar kind of had their three- or four-year run. So I have no problem with them being solo stars. Yeah. Okay, then. I mean, uh, but what more is there for Sheamus to do? I mean, not saying that he's done, but he's done everything. You he know, has done a lot. He's won he's, every title. Yeah, King of the Ring, Royal Rumble, Money you in know. the Bank, WWE Champion, World Champion, even won the title at, you know, Mania. So he has done it all. But, you know, maybe uh, somebody on uh, Twitter asked me the other day, like, we need stronger heels. We That's need true. a big bruising guy to come in and take over everyone. He always has been one of those badass heels. Yeah, and he can work. Just have him destroy everybody. I know when he gave that powerbomb to, I think, Jamie Noble, on Raw and just completely flattened him 10 years ago. Yeah. But he can come it, in. Isn't that what Lars Sullivan's doing? Yeah, that's for SmackDown, and we're still kind of waiting on if uh, he's going to yeah. be around long. Well, he's He's got to go to sensitivity training. Yeah, he just got fined 100000 grand for his past comments Apparently he's made. he apologized to everybody. Apparently Titus O'Neil said he apologized. And it was sincere. And Titus would not say that, so don't think he's just a corporate chill or right. anything. Right, yeah, he uh, he went off on Hulk Hogan with that whole thing. Yeah, so. so apparently Lars, if you don't know, apparently years back made some not-so-kind comments about... Before for, he was signed, and he did inform WWE that they existed, so there was, was no signed. shadiness. No, before he was signed, and yeah, he made a bunch of comments basically about every race, religion, creed. Yeah, he didn't hold back. No, he ripped pretty much everyone and um 
once a sponsor got involved recently and was told of his comments, then the company will act when a sponsor gets involved. When the money is involved, that's when action is taken. Right. So now Lars's money will be involved to the tune of 100,000. And, you know, it does make you wonder if that was more of the anxiety thing he had a few months ago. I I could... I could see it because, you know, knowing that that's out there and with today's yeah. day and age, it's not going to stay hidden. I can see where the, maybe the panic attacks, and that's why Lars Absolutely. didn't show up for months. Is You know, he's scared out of his mind if about these If that's it, comments. well, then I, I kind of forgive him, but, at the, like, as far as having the anxiety attack, but he's got to kind of own up for that yeah, there ignorant was, behavior. There was a story that the person that emailed one of the sponsors, his username online is, like, snitch something, <laughs> and then he, I guess, has repeatedly kept emailing or some other people have been emailing until he's fired. I mean, at some point, can he, I mean, a hundred thousand, like, I think that's enough. He's apologized. The company took action. You know what snitches get, right? (laughs) Just saying. Maybe Lars should have a talk with them. Or... Why don't, why don't why don't uh, why don't you guys have a have a little talk over there? Yeah, and, close uh, the door and you yeah, know. close the door. No no cameras in this room. Huh? But I mean, just going to get until this guy gets fired. Like I think it's time to back off him now. Right, right. Let he, him he let him heal. He apologized. He's gonna pay the fine. He's gonna do everything that's mandated because he likes his job. <laughs> yeah, and, and let's give him a shot. I mean, everybody has a chance to change. We're all coming around with the Hulk Hogan thing, aren't we? I mean, yeah, I'm fine with it by now. And I mean, if he's already got some mental health issues or something right. like i mean now you're just kicking the guy while he's down right let's th- give him a shot let's see what he can do he's got potential as far as being an in-ring talent so if he's honestly sorry you know and if he's not that will come to light too and that'll affect him and bite him in the butt anyway so speaking of biting in the butt how about that mr leo rush oh boy leo rush <laughs> apparently removing all wwe references so is he just He's removing Angry. everything on social media Aww. that pertains to WWE, and then he also... Is he having a sad... He also put <laughs> up his uh, uh, email for booking or any, like, you know, shows that he wants to do or He's commitments. still under contract, isn't he? Yeah, I assume so. So he might not want to do that because, you no, know, WWE is not afraid of saying, hey... We have this legally binding agreement. Yeah, and he already we made the he already made a mistake last time when he came out and did an interview with someone and pretty much spoke about it all. Right. So I think he made a mistake with that already by speaking out. So I don't know if he should make any more mistakes, but hopefully he's learned his lesson. I know that I know that I took advantage of his email and sent him uh, looking for a comment. And nothing has come of it yet. I don't expect it to. I don't expect a response or anything. But um, I did reach out to him in case he's, you know, cares to respond or make comment on the stories. But, you know, we've talked about this past few weeks. He's been off TV. And will he go to AEW? Will he stay with WWE? Could he go to NXT? You mentioned maybe if 205 Live's getting a little bit of a shakeup, does he go back there? Um, I don't know. I don't know if he's better in the ring or out of the ring. But Holly, what do you think of Leo Rush? Um. Well. Uh. I. I. Best wishes to him because I don't really care. Ooh! Wow. <laughs> Hope Leo Rush isn't listening to that. Right. He thinks he's <laughs> apparently worth what double the three hundred thousand they offered him. I don't think so. Yeah. If he wants to leave, good riddance. But honestly, he 
he was just like the side man to what right. I've seen uh, out of everything. So if he's gone, he's gone. It's not a loss to me. Right. I I wouldn't be. I mean, I don't think he's earned like the bragging rights that he claims to have earned. No, I mean, even his Twitter name is the man of the hour. Right. And I mean, it's it's Leo Rush. I understand you got to be confident, but that line between confident and cocky can be blurred sometimes. Absolutely. But. I think he's almost making like a threat, like he's removing all of his stuff. Right. Like, well, I'm going to go walking. Well, see ya. <laughs> yeah. You, you need your Don't bags packed. Don't let the door packed. hit you, right? You need your bags packed. I'll carry them for you. Yeah. I'll carry them for you. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you Leo. won't carry somebody else's, apparently. I- I'll just stand in the doorway waving at you. See ya. See ya. see ya. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to completely dump on him. I feel we're getting a little rude yes, here. We do. Come but- on. No, I I just don't I don't know. Some he may be overvaluing himself, but I understand you have to put value in yourself. Everybody should. That just comes with it. But I mean, if he's thinking he's going to get $600,000 elsewhere, I would hope AEW smart enough not to give him that and, you know, I don't think that anywhere from WWE is much bigger or better for right. the man of the hour. Yeah, I don't I don't really think I think he's kind of screwing himself to be honest. You know, he's going to work himself out of a job basically and if is that what he wants? Gonna hire. Is that what he wants? Does he have other things in the works? I sure hope so because apparently this isn't working for him. So Yeah, speaking of, I think uh Sasha Banks tweeted the other day someone sent her a tweet like saying how could you cry about losing and you're an all-time great what are you doing and then all she wrote back was who said that <laughs> and that was it yeah and, and then i think she did uh the spongebob meme of the internet you know spelled with capital letters and lowercase letters right so she kind of mocked that but still no sasha banks so you know whether she's mocking the reports or not I think for a split second when Bliss was announced out, I think a lot of people thought, oh, Sasha Banks, open spot. I mean, it would have been a good idea, but I don't think she's in any position to come back yet. No, I don't think so at all. But, I mean, that's because uh, the report a while ago was that she would be back by money in the bank. This was just kind of her cooling off and collecting herself for the next month. But, nope, Nikki Cross is in, which we will get to in a little bit. Steve, so, did, yay, Nikki Cross. maybe Sasha Banks out with an injury. Nah, I think she, she's... She seemed fine at Mania to me. Yeah, she. I, I think she's got some personal issues with, with uh, her status and how they've been using her, and... They have no incentive to change how they're using her, and so she. And then just, she made that mysterious canceling of the Wendy Williams right, appearance, right. and then I think even like her staff and stuff kind of ripped on her for doing it last minute and wasn't professional at all. Right, and she's posting pictures from the Dominican Republic. Yeah, she's and, on vacation you know, somewhere. She's on some nice beach while we're while all everybody that's banking on her quote. You know, oh, banking. You know, people. I mean, because you know there are people that work with her and stuff like that that kind of depend on her to be around yes you know and so if she's not there some people aren't working that day so to to that point i will say that you know she's probably taking this time to heal up absolutely i mean yeah she's mentioned even at her young age she's already had memory issues yeah and that's kind of scary have you seen her matches i was gonna say (laughs) if you've seen her nxt matches yeah especially against bailey you can see how i don't know how old she is but if she's already been knocked a few times and concussions, and I know she's got the label of injury you prone. Said that word. Uh-oh, I said the concussion you said word. The word. I'm not supposed to say it. Don't say that word. 
<laughs> but to Holly's point, I'm sure she is resting up. I just don't think that's the main issue. Right, right. It seems more mental than physical. It's convenient that she's able to heal up for now. But, yeah, I think she's got a couple of, you know, problems with her area, with her status. Screw loose? Not necessarily a screw loose, just disgruntled. Disgruntled employee that, you know, wants things changed or figured out. So is there any other news that you wanted to discuss? No. No? Nah, I'm done with the news. Done with the news. I mean, Screw I guess the news. We're, g- we're gonna cover more of it. Uh well, I guess when we talk about money in the bank, we'll talk about Alexa Bliss and the Nikki Cross thing. That'll be at, in the money in the bank. Even Braun Strowman being taken out of the match. Yeah, yeah, that too. That that was interesting. All right. We will talk about that in a little bit, but I'm gonna quick throw in a plug here. Four one one Foresight Wrestling Podcast. You know you're listening to that. This is on the four one one podcasting network. Google Play, iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, all those places. You don't need me to tell you that. Rate, review, and give us those five stars on iTunes. Steve, Mr. Resident Complex. Hey, we got the ResidentComplex.com. That's where you can find links to anywhere you can find our music. Also, it's on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, anywhere you can buy digital music. You can find the debut album, North Avenue, from the Resident Complex. Miss Holly, do you have anything you want to plug or tell us all? Um... Well, if you don't believe I'm real by now, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter. She's everywhere, folks. Don't find her on Facebook. (laughs) Don't do that. You'll just probably find my kids. Oh, boy. Oh. Well, Heath Slater's got kids, too. (laughs) He's got kids. He needs his job. Yes, he does. Apparently, Rhino doesn't, though. Well, I mean, he wants to do something else. Yeah, (laughs) and good for him. All right. He never got elected, did he? No, I don't think he won. That's too bad, though. Well. All right, so the reason you're all probably listening, we are now going to count down our top 10 Money in the Bank cash And Steve, would you like to go first? Sure. So um, as we were talking before we went on the air here, <laughs> saying like it's not recorded. Right. Um, uh, you, you cut out the losses, and I didn't. And the oh. reason why I chose this as my number 10 was because I was happy to see this person lose their Money in the Bank briefcase and that would be baron corbin (laughs) i am so glad he lost that was a wonderful little cash in yeah it would have been a little bit more wonderful if it wasn't to jinder mahal as wwe champion well you know that little six months that's even better actually that makes it even better baron corbin who did you lose your money in the bank match to jinder mahal (laughs) Yeah. Clean in 10 seconds. Yeah, and you're still balding. We all know it. You can shave it as much as you want. You're bald. Hey, I got the same thing going on. So I'm going to say that the little thing about that part, because I clearly do not have that on my list, but Cena, except last year's Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns inside the cell match, Cena has been a part of every single loss cash-in. So he was a part of that by distracting. Right. And then he beat Damian Sandow. And... Uh-oh. And <laughs> and then he beat De- Damian Sandow, and then he lost. Uh, well, Big Show interfered when he cashed in to CM Punk, and I'm sure there's some other part. I don't know if I'm forgetting something. There's probably. but Probably, but whatever. So Who Cena knows? has been involved in every loss. That's, that's interesting. Every loss except Braun and Roman last year inside huh. the cell, and that's when Brock Lesnar came out and destroyed it, but I don't think either of us have well, that, that on was- our list. They got to move away from Cena at some point, right? Yeah, so. I don't even know if he was around last year during that yeah. time. He's I don't remember him at, the, at Money in the Bank last year, but that was my first ever wrestling thing I watched. So, Aww. Aww, wrestling thing. Brand new. Okay, my number yeah. 10, I'm going to say um, Daniel Bryan. Which one? Wait, 
That was oh his cash in. Yeah, right. Okay. Daniel Sorry. Bryan, 2011, he won the Money in the Bank ladder match, and a lot of people forget this, but the SmackDown after he was asked when he was going to cash in because mm-hmm. he was goody two shoes. He was the nice right. guy. Right. And he announced he was cashing in the following WrestleMania. He had yep. announced he was going to fairly do it, whoever the champion was, that next April in Miami. Yep. And he was going to cash in. But SmackDown very subtly for the next few months kind of told the story that this Mr. Nice Guy was kind of getting a little fed up with that. Right. And by the end of the year, there he was mixing it up with Mark Henry and Big Show and trying to cash in. They even did a SmackDown show where he did cash in and won, and everyone went wild, and then they reversed it because they made up some BS about Mark Henry. So that was a little bit of a fake-out. I'm sure the footage is out there somewhere. Right. But regardless, a few weeks later, they did go through with it. Mark Henry needed to take time off to heal, so his Hall of Pain run was over. Right. Big Show had won, I think, in a chairs match or something at TLC. In like, oh, I remember that In one. like a minute or two minutes, because Henry could barely walk if you go back and watch it. Yeah, right. I mean, his run was unfortunately cut a little short, because that was his best run of his It really career. was, yeah. And then Brian came out, Mr. Mister Nice Guy, who said he was not going to fall into the trap of cheating in a cash-in. Right, right. Comes running out when Big Show is knocked out. Cash-in, one, two, three. And then immediately Big Show kicks out and <laughs> angrily, like a wild bear waking up, starts <laughs> throwing his fist. And there's Daniel Bryan chanting, yes, yes, yes. And that led to his little little bit of a heel turn and then the whole AJ Lee thing. Well, it's basically, I mean, because uh, y- you have stolen my number five, FYI. That's okay. Um but basically what that gave us was the no, which then eventually led to the yes yeah. and the big yes movement. So, I mean, that was kind of the start of getting the one-word chant out of Daniel Bryan. Yeah, <laughs> it was between this one or the 2011 Alberto Del Rio, the raw side cash-in. Yep. I know that kind of screwed up the Punk Cena SummerSlam run right there. But, but they I just did thought, have a good triple threat match. Yeah, I thought just the whole thing of Del Rio coming in, cashing in, Kevin Nash running out, it was right. just pure chaos. <laughs> if you go back, Michael Cole's just like screaming, and Lawler's like, what's going on? Yeah. And I thought that was just a perfect kind of sums up money in the bank. I know Kevin it Nash. didn't really uh, go well or even last <laughs> Did he tear long. his quads on that one too? I don't think he did, but <laughs> he may have a little bit afterwards. A little but, bit. I think uh, that would have only made it just because of the chaos of Money in the Bank and what it all represents. But Daniel Bryan obviously went to the, you know, world champion, and then he held it till WrestleMania <laughs> 28 when Sheamus beat How him. How many seconds? It was 18 seconds. 18 seconds. So moral of the story, don't kiss your woman before the match. No. And or also, after the bell rings. The bigger moral of the story is don't read my columns because a week before that I said he'd lose the title in a, less than a minute. <laughs> and then he did. And so, then he did. So that's my number 10. Daniel Bryan, obviously deserving and great moment for him. World champ. Nobody even thought he'd ever get signed by the company, much less make the main roster, much yep. less be world champion. And several times over now. Several times. All right, so number nine. So this one is another loss. I, oh, I come I, on. <laughs> I know. I picked losses just because they, they get passed over. But the reason why I liked this loss was because the briefcase looked so stupid. Damien Sandow. Oh, I thought you were going to like the briefcase. It looked like a bar of chocolate. Like actually, it did. <laughs> I just, it did. I, I don't. I don't understand. And then at that time, this was before the Mizdow and his turn, so he was just annoying. Oh. So yes. I was so happy it was... when when I heard that he won the briefcase. I'm like, how are they? 
what, how, what? That yeah, made no sense. It was him and Cody Rhodes were feuding because they were attacking the Rhodes right, Scholars. The Rhodes Scholars, yeah. And he was the inner intellectual... Uh, he was the intellectual savior of the unwashed masses. There you go. And Cody Rhodes... You're welcome. ...was going to win the Money in the Bank, and everyone was actually cheering. They were getting behind him, Mr. Right. Mustache Man at the time. <laughs> and then Sandow <laughs> that, came that in like a little... Was so bad. <laughs> I was jealous. <laughs> came in like a little weasel and won it. Yeah. And i um, not sure people ripped on Sheamus unfairly, but actually people cheered Sandow all the while. Triple H was a backer of Sandow behind the scenes. So it's funny how uh, some people like on the internet like to, you know, rip on some people... Thinking, right. oh, they're a favorite. Well, some of your quote-unquote favorite favorites are also favored behind the scenes, so right. it works both ways. But Sandow had the little push. Um, if you want to keep talking about your cash, and go ahead. No, I mean, uh, just it was nice to at that time to see this arrogant little cocky guy that had no business having the briefcase, anyways, uh, lose it. But then he got to turn and he got to do the Miz thing, and uh, we, I actually got to see them on the road to WrestleMania 30 when they came to Milwaukee, and it was uh, just a live event, and I got to see the Miz Miz Dow thing. Oh, in March? Right, and they just started doing, like, the, yeah, like, the, the alternating chants where Miz would raise his arms, we'd all boo, and then the Miz, or uh, Sandow would do it, and we'd all cheer, and that <laughs> that was just starting at that point, and it was, it was really cool. That was so good. Oh, it was so I mean, good. obviously, you go from main event, Money in the Bank, to that. Right. But it was still really it good. Was, it was awesome entertainment, and I loved watching every segment of Miz and Mizdow. That was just yeah, the best. Yeah, and it's too bad his impact run pretty much sucked, and he turned into, like, yeah. Liberace or whatever his gimmick he was doing. But, you know, I will <laughs> say that, you know, he kind of got screwed because that's when they decided to do the title unification, and Cena right. Orton was going to feud before WrestleMania, and obviously that kind of snuffed out Sandow, who was nowhere near in the plans for Mania right. or world title. So they had to quick do his cash-in on a Raw. Cena, had to do something. They had to do something to get rid of the briefcase. It sucked for him, but they had a great match, and Mick Foley famously said, um, remember this moment, folks. Even though he lost, one year from now, Sandow will be a star. And I think one year later, he was like on a Superstars taping, losing to like Santino or something. (laughs) And Mick Foley always kind of said that loss, you know, made him a star. And then obviously it it didn't go so well for him. So that kind of sucked. Oh, well. What's yours? My number nine is Mr. Kennedy, 2007 Kennedy. 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 Green Bay native. Green Bay, Wisconsin. I saw him recently at GLCW. Yes, oh, Packers. He, yeah, he he. Canada. <laughs> he kicked the microphone from. Anyways, he was um he won the WrestleMania Money in the Bank ladder match. Yep. And he was poised to be the next big star. He was gonna cash in. He's another guy who announced WrestleMania the following year. He was gonna cash in, which makes sense. Yeah. Wait a minute. He never did cash in. He never did cash so in. So this is this doesn't count. Because he was found out that he needed surgery. And what is the company to do? They had to get the briefcase off him because they thought this was a serious injury. So what they did on a random Raw, he was supposed to be on SmackDown, but right. he just kind of showed up on Raw one week with Edge like, like confront- yeah, confronting him backstage. And he pretty much, Edge was like, hey, why don't you put the briefcase on the line? Just completely out of nowhere. No, this might was- as well, because, you know, might as well. And Kennedy's like, no, that's stupid. Why, why would I put the briefcase on the line? He's like, no. it's good TV. I'm not going to do it. And then Edge finally was like, oh, are you afraid? Are you afraid? Are you afraid? And then Kennedy just snaps. If you go back and watch the promo from YouTube, it's really good. It's super intense. They're basically like spitting on each other. Oh, my. 
And then Kennedy's screaming Mr. Kennedy in his face. Seriously, go find this promo. It's from 2007. (laughs) And Kennedy ended up getting jumped, and I think the match wasn't even a match. It was a few kicks, and then he speared him. Again, Kennedy was hurt and needed surgery. Right. And time to get him off TV. They needed to get him off TV, and Edge then took the briefcase. And I think it was the next day at the taping for SmackDown, Undertaker also needed surgery. They needed to get the title off of him. Wow. So he was facing Batista in a steel cage match on SmackDown. Right place, right time. And Undertaker needed to lose the title. He needed surgery too. So they didn't want to give it to Batista for whatever reason. The simple solution would have been, well, just have Batista beat him, right? Right, right. Nope. So Edge comes waltzing down with the briefcase, cashes in on Undertaker, and they kind of solve that issue. And then it actually turned out for the better because that was turned into Edge main eventing the following WrestleMania against The Undertaker. So that's a 10-month yeah. story told, whether it was intentional or not. Right. It ended up working out for everybody except Kennedy because after all this happened, when they went in to do the surgery, they found, oops, it's not a major surgery. He's going to be fine in a few weeks. <laughs> he could have just <laughs> kept the contract. Recovered. And he never recovered. I think it was two years later he was out of the company, yeah. went to Impact, nobody cared. But, you know, a shame. You know, they thought it would be a major surgery, so they acted on it. Of course, hindsight right, right. said, well, Kennedy could have just kept the contract. but Could have held on. But it was still a great cash-in. Bloody Undertaker and Edge comes in to, again, pick the bone, something right. they had done two years earlier or a year earlier. <sighs> again, you've stolen my number six. <laughs> well, what's your number eight? My number eight is another loss. Oh, come so on! I... Hey, easy. Easy on the microphone. Come on! <laughs> um, all right, so John Cena, because it was the first loss. You know, okay. and it was he he uh, said he was going to cash in. He let us all know, and uh, was it Punk? CM yeah, Punk? on Raw yep. One Thousand. And uh, yeah, Raw One Thousand. And John Cena and CM Punk had a great Money in the Bank uh, match, or a match at Money in the Bank in Chicago, where CM Punk won the title and left the company. Yeah, that whole story we know time and time again. Oh yeah. So I was super excited to see a Cena and Punk. Uh, match again and I was pulling for Punk the whole way obviously I I will always pull for CM Punk he's he may be from the demon state of Illinois but Whoa. he's close enough he's close enough to hometown that uh it counts. You know, Illinois sucks I'm just going to go right oh, on record and say wow, that wow okay <laughs> there goes those but, listeners uh, yeah so it was uh it was nice to see uh John Cena Mr. Franchise uh not get what he wanted yeah, I think if anyone was going to be the, you know, the goat that had the first cash in to lose, Cena can do it. You know, he can take that shield and bounce right off him and be fine. Exactly. Now, you know, if you know, say a Sandow or somebody else, that would forever stick with them like Baron Corbin. Which it did. <laughs> I think that Corbin loss may forever stick with him. Cena, you know, it'd just be a little footnote like, "Oh, he was also, you know, first cash in loss." I think they still chant at Corbin, "Where's your briefcase?" Yeah, they they did in Milwaukee too at the nice. live event. Nice. So that will follow him. Make me proud, Milwaukee. Yeah, but, you know, make him proud. The rumor is he's next in line to get the title match against Seth Rollins this Sunday after he beats AJ Styles. So Corbin Rollins may be on the horizon. Let's not dread that happening, much less a title win for Corbin. But 
Either way. I, who are you? Who are you facing to for defending your title? Oh, that waiter over there. The waiter, yeah, the yeah. guy in the. You know. you know the guy that seated you at your table? Yeah, that's my opponent. <laughs> hey, I like his clothes. <laughs> he looks pretty good. He looks like an idiot. <laughs> looks oh, like he works geez. at Applebee's or something. Right? Yeah, I'm, I keep asking. Hey, where are my fries, man? But I. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> but I like that. Um, I think Cena won by DQ because Big Show came out. Okay. And then they were beating him down, and CM Punk rolled out of the ring and kind of oh, yeah, let yeah. him go and kind of walked away. And, of course, the announcer was screaming, what are you doing, Punk? Save Cena. Like, what are you doing? Why would he do that? <laughs> and Punk just kind of turned around, and then Rock came out yep, yep. and beat up Big Show. Those two are buddies, so they always like doing stuff together when Rock's there. Yeah. So Rock beat up Big Show and turned around, and Punk clothesline Rock, GTS, mm. And, and there that was. And heel that turn us, for Punk. That, led, that led us, us to, to Rumble. Royal Rumble. To the Rumble. Yep. Where and a new title. New title and Punk pretty much not being happy. Same by. Yep. He, he left after Mania. He returned uh, to the face Jericho. Tour. Yeah, he, he left after Mania to heal up and stuff, and he returned to face Jericho, I think, at Payback yep. that summer. But the writing, I think, was already on the wall, and he lasted, I think, six more months before leaving. Yeah, right. The reason I mention all this is because my number eight is CM Punk. and he, Which one? I was going to say he had two. He was one oh, of the, I, I think, only... I don't know if he is the only back-to-back winner, but let's just uh, say he is. I think he might be the only back-to-back winner. And he won them both. But mine, you're going to expect don't, I'm going to say don't. 2009 because that's everyone's. Was I'm that actually, his first one? That was no, that was second. his hardy one. Okay, good. You didn't steal mine again. No, everyone thinks that one's a better one. That one is not even on my list. You suck. And that led to the <laughs> excellent Punk Hardy feud, and the obviously Punk turned heel when he cashed on Hardy. But right. I'll let you talk about that. This one is the year prior. Like Daniel Bryan, I'm a. I like when guys win their first titles. You know whether it means a lot to them. Wait, behind. so you are taking mine? I'm taking 2008 when he cashed in on Edge <laughs> on Raw. <laughs> <laughs> I set you up so, there. Let's see. <laughs> I got a nice healthy list of five. <laughs> oh my goodness. So here's the story. Batista and Edge, they were just split up, but they had a match on pay per view, and this was billed as Batista's last chance at Edge's world title. Right. Batista, though, had just been drafted to Raw, and Edge was the world champion on SmackDown. So obviously, you could kind of figure out what was going to happen there. But on the flip side, it was Cena versus Triple H, also at the pay-per-view in 2008 in June. I think it was Night of Champions. And Triple H had just gone to SmackDown, and Cena was on Raw. So it was one of those where it was who's going to win, who's going to lose. Right, right. You know, they're each going to separate shows. And shockingly, both titles ended up staying for SmackDown. Triple H returned and Edge retained. So they're both going to SmackDown. It was like, wait, Raw has no major title? No title. And Edge, for whatever reason, showed up on Raw the next night. He was SmackDown, remember? In fact, hold on, let me stop you there. The week before, or a couple weeks before, weren't you and I at that Raw? I think it was a few months earlier. Building up to Mania? Yeah, that was March. This was in June. But I I believe he had come and said, like, maybe, I don't know. I thought I could have sworn he had said, given some promo that, oh, well, Raw doesn't have a world title. (laughs) I'm sure he would say that, but he, he came out and Batista, who was on Raw, came up and beat up Edge, and pretty yep, much that was his farewell saying, him. <laughs> saying, good luck on SmackDown. And then who and comes then out? And then the kill-switch engage music hits. Then CM Punk comes out, cashes in his first world title, not counting ECW, of course, 
His first world title cashes in, and that title then stayed for Raw, and poor Edge then weaseled away to SmackDown, where, of course, Triple H had the WWE title. So both right. shows had titles again. Everything was kind of realigned. It was very realigned. clever how they, they split them up, though. That was, that was it, it was very fun. clever, and I believe it was actually Great Batista story. then who got the first title match on pay-per-view, Great right. American Bash yep. against Punk. I think that ended in DQ. Kept calling him Dave. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then he got screwed. And then Punk beat JBL at SummerSlam, and then you had the puzzle, the scramble, scramble whatever they called it, right. at Unforgiven. Yeah, Punk kind of got screwed. But regardless, this is about cash-ins, and that cash-in was great. Not even for CM Punk the moment, but just for CM Punk the man. Again, yep. like Daniel Bryan, nobody thought he'd ever get signed. Nobody ever thought he'd make it. Everyone doubted him his whole career. And here Except he is. for Paul Heyman. Except Paul Heyman. And so, here he is on Raw's world champion. So funny story about that one. Um, for a number of years, I didn't have cable, and I would catch little snippets of wrestling whenever I could. Either, you know, 2 in the morning, the Monday Night Raw recap abbreviated version, or, you know, little snippets on the Internet or YouTube or whatever it was. So this 2008 was right around... I did not have cable, and I was not able to watch all the time. And you and I were working together. Oh, and you would bring me videotapes. Oh, of yes. the previous night's RAW. I remember this. So I come in Monday night because I wasn't able to watch or whatnot, and uh, you had this look on your face, and you had the tape, and you were. I was like, "What?" And you're like, "I don't. I don't want to spoil it for you." I'm like, "Just, just tell me. Just, I can't go all night." Did I tell uh, you? There's... You were like, "I'll just say, punk." cash in i'm like oh i started freaking out the music rang in my head and i was like i can't wait to watch this i got home i didn't we were third shifters i didn't even have to worry about sleeping i popped that tape in and i had to watch it that was amazing it was it was was amazing that actually started my fandom for cm punk because i like i said hadn't watched a whole bunch i caught little snippets here and there but that that one right there i was like yeah man yeah i definitely I, i started punk obviously with ecw i think it was june 2006 he showed up with the little vignettes and said it was straight edge and all this stuff. And I think right. he beat up like just incredible or like, uh, yeah, he had a few. Yeah. I went back and watched some of the documentaries and, and the matches and stuff like that. And, and then he rose from there and ended up, yeah, money in the bank and then champion on raw. So yep. quite the journey for him. It was awesome. Really good. All right. So did I steal your number seven too? No, I no, um... Don't say it's another loss. It is not another loss. We're done with the losses. Although I don't think there stole, is another loss. Oh, that last you year. You stole three of my, my lists, so we'll just have to jump around here. Maybe you stole mine. Ooh. Well, number seven for me, and this was uh, mainly for the history side of it, um, it was the first time that it was cashed in on the night it was won. We're talking about Kane, and he cashed in on Rey Mysterio who had just won the w- or was a world heavyweight title, had it for, what, 30, 45 seconds maybe. And yeah. then, then the fire and brimstone hit, and what, turned, what was a feel-good moment turned into utter despair as Kane destroyed Rey Mysterio for the world heavyweight title. First time that the, when he won it that evening, Went in and cashed yep. it. He's like, screw forget waiting. I'm just going to take Something it now. Something blisted and someone else I'm yep. sure we'll discuss in a little bit. But, yeah, Mysterio just won the world title, I think, at Fatal 4-Way from Jack Swagger, and that feud was going nowhere. The Swagger right. experiment was over, and that was actually was the— that with, Was he still with—was he with Zeb at that point, or was that uh, no, two-time, two-time? No, he was with the soaring, flying, soaring eagle or whatever, his all-American right. American. The two-time, two-time, all-American American. Yeah, there was actually three cash-ins in 2000. 10. There was the mania, then they went to their own pay-per-view and had two more. 
Oh, wow. Uh, Swagger won at Mania, and two days later, cashed in on Jericho. I don't think this will be on any of our lists. I could nope. be wrong. Kane, <laughs> um, like you just discussed, he did that the night of Money in the Bank. And then later on, which I'll get to in a little bit, but Miz also cashed in then the Raw side. That's right. So there was a bunch of them. I like the Kane. And then got the angry face. Miz girl. <laughs> I like the Kane one. That's a good one. It's not on my list, but I like that because um, Kane, for the longest time in his career, you know, is known as the guy who was world champ for one day. One day. He held it for one day. One lovely day. Yeah, and it, you know, he was, he should have probably got more even though it was in the Stone Cold era. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he got his run on SmackDown and ended up doing a feud with Undertaker. And shockingly, I think it was three pay-per-views in a row, he actually beat the Undertaker in all their pay-per-view matches. And then Paul Bear got involved. And then Kane ended up losing the title to Edge at the end of the year. And Kane um, didn't do a whole lot after that. I think he turned face within a few months and was playing trombone with Santino on Raw. <laughs> so the big monster Kane run, you know, lasted those few months and then right. didn't really lead anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So that's you know. But for the one night he was world. For champion. that one night he was WWF champion and beat up poor Ray. So. Poor Ray. Poor Ray. Alrighty. Well. Well, my number seven. I'm not sure if it'll be on your list, but. Uh, this may catch me some some a uh, little bit of a backlash, but uh, Randy Orton, 2013, he won the briefcase and cashed in on Daniel Bryan at SummerSlam. That's right. Yeah, after beating John Cena. Yeah, Bryan had just rose to the mountaintop, beat John Cena clean as a whistle, and Triple H was the ref, which made no sense in the buildup, but of course made sense five seconds later when, as the confetti's falling. Triple H pedigrees. We Daniel hear voices. Bryan, and then Mr. Voices in his head comes down and used the briefcase, cashed in. And obviously that started the Orton-Daniel Bryan feud. Everyone thought, oh, Bryan's getting buried, which I don't like that word. Buried, you know, buried straight to the main event of WrestleMania, but right, whatever. Right. <laughs> so real buried there. And um, just for that one moment, it was great how they took that moment Gave it to us, confetti, everything was excellent. Right, and then just the swerve, if I can use the term. Yeah, and then just completely ripped our hearts out of our chest. So, you know, it may not be a popular one, but that was the whole point, is making Orton the evil authority figure, what's best for business. And, you know, Brian was the underdog, and they needed fans to obviously get behind him, and they eventually rolled with him, and, you know, I'd say everything worked out fine. I'd say it turned out for the better. I mean, that was actually that whole WrestleMania 30 thing. That was one of my hinging points because they had just come out with the network, and I said, if Brian didn't walk out of WrestleMania the champion, I wasn't going to buy the network. Brian walked out champion. The next day, I bought the network. Yeah, and Mick Foley, <laughs> when Brian didn't win the Rumble. Put his foot through something. Put his baseball bat. Yeah, smashed his TV to the baseball bat, which is a little ridiculous. Foley should know better than anybody. But he can afford the TV. He's fine. He can afford the TV. All right, what is your number six? You stole it. Oh, come so on. let's which go one? with your number six. Okay. <laughs> My number six is... Oh, by the way, my number six was uh, Edge's second cash-in. Okay, that's a good one. I would say Ambrose 2016. Oh. Just like Kane, he won it, and that very night he cashed in. The cool part about this was Roman Reigns walked into the night as WWE champion. Right. Rollins, who had just returned the previous month from injury. Right. He beat Roman Reigns for the title. And then a minute after, <laughs> yep. A minute after that win, 
Ambrose came out and cashed in and beat Rollins. A little taste of his own medicine because those two had been feuding forever. Right. So Reigns, Rollins, and Ambrose in the same night, in the we're same champion. two, three minute span, right. were WWE champions. That was kind of cool that... Uh, and another cool thing about that whole thing is each Shield member won their first world title from a Shield member. That is true. Yeah, Roland, Rollins. I mean, pinned Reigns at right. Mania, and Reigns obviously pinned Ambrose at yep. the Survivor Series before Sheamus cashed in another cash in. Right. And then here Ambrose. So yeah, that is very interesting. I didn't think about that. Yeah, the the Shield kind of has been like this. Like they were meant to be legacy. They were meant to be you yeah know, what it, they are. This generation. <laughs> right. Right. And even Brock Lesnar has faced all of them at Mania. Yep. Yep. There so, it is. So I thought it was very interesting. Of course, we later found out that. You know, Reigns only dropped it because he had to serve his 30-day suspension. Right. And huh. he had just won the title at Mania, and I think he would have been a definite long-term champion. Oh, yeah. But, you know, obviously that came up. I and thought then Dean had... did well with the title, though. Yeah, I didn't like his run at all. They did the shield triple threat at Battleground a month. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like it. <laughs> well, Yeah, you're wrong. That's all he said. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, it's opinion. It's opinion. But um, Ambrose didn't do well with it, and he pretty much killed the Stone Cold podcast when he went out. Yeah, that was bad. They have never done it since, and that ended <laughs> that in a hurry, and you could see Stone Cold visibly getting upset with him. Oh, yeah, well. And, I yeah, mean... they did the shield triple threat the month later when Roman Reigns came back. Right. Ambrose retained. And then Big SummerSlam, the new SmackDown rosters had been set. The new draft was done. Ambrose feuded with, do you remember? It wasn't Bray, was it? No. Nope. He beat Dolph Ziggler at Dolph. SummerSlam. That's who they gave him, <laughs> Dolph Ziggler. That's right. And then his last defense, AJ Styles, at Backlash, he lost. So right. I wouldn't really call that a good reign. It was two months of beating Dolph Ziggler and only got the title from Reigns because of a suspension. So then it they was, went to AJ. It was AJ. nice to see. It was nice to see. Ambrose with It was the nice though. to see, but it was nicer that AJ Styles, who had just been fresh off beating John Cena clean at SummerSlam, right. the title had to go to AJ Styles. Absolutely. I and, mean it was and it was time. And him and Ambrose then did have good matches, especially Absolutely the TLC match. I think it was like forty five minutes. Yeah. And they did have good matches, so everything did go fine for him. I think Ambrose then went to a intercontinental field with uh Baron Corbin mm -hmm. at the Mania I was at at the kickoff show. So he went from champion in the summer and fall to kickoff show at Mania yeah, <laughs> against well, Baron Corbin. I'm not uh, sure that qualifies a good stars, run. <laughs> see how they fall for you. <laughs> they always fall. Poor yeah. Ambrose. Oh. Poor Moxley. John? Yes. John Moxley? Yes. Yeah, all right. So we're looking at number five, which you stole. Uh-oh, which one? That was my Daniel Bryan cash-in because of the whole starting of the no, which turned into the yes, which turned into... What we know and love now. The Sheamus 18-second loss? Yeah, well, that too. That too. <laughs> All right, I suppose then I will get to my number five, which, once again, I'm happy for everyone winning their first title, if you've noticed the people on my list. And The Miz, 2010. The Miz. Oh, with Angry Miz Girl. Angry Miz Girl. Another 2010 cash-in. There was three of them that year. Swagger, Kane, and ending the year with Miz. I think it was November, the night after Survivor Series. Randy Orton had just been fresh off his feud with Nexus, and uh, he had just beat Wade Barrett. I want to say it was in Miami or Orlando on Raw, but CM Punk was on commentary at the time. He was not necessarily cleared to compete, so he was on commentary for a few weeks. And all of a sudden, The Miz comes down after Orton was uh, down and out and celebrating, limping around, beating Barrett, and Cena, who had quote-unquote been fired in that little hoopla with Juan Cena. 
And yeah, Miz came down, won his first title, and they showed a little girl in the audience known as Angry Miz Girl, <laughs> and she was just super grumpy and just not happy at she all. She felt what we were all feeling. She kind of epitomized what uh, Miz winning meant, and it was just the perfect poster child, no pun intended, for the actual title win. And I think she ended up making an appearance either at the Slammies or a few months later she came out. I remember that, yeah. And I think her dad stood by her, clearly stage fright. She was just shaking, kind of <laughs> giving a little speech. It's almost like, I don't know, it's real, I don't want to say the word sad, but it's this the little girl out there, I don't know. Right. I think her dad contacted them through email saying, hey, if you ever want to use our likeness or need our, you know, need our permission or want an appearance, just let us know. And then they did get back to him and say, hey, can you come out and do this on Raw in a few weeks? And if you watch the video. If you pay us. If <laughs> P.S. If you pay us. If you pay us. Hey, we all got to get that coin. It's money in the bank weekend. Make that paper. Yes, absolutely. So Miz, he ended up making the WrestleMania main event. Against John Cena. And beat John Cena in yeah. the main event of WrestleMania. Yes, The Miz did that. The Miz did that. I mean... And it was overshadowed by The Rock returning after seven years. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But The Miz can forever say he beat he John beat Cena. For in the, the main du- event at WrestleMania. In the title match, main yeah. event. And I would have actually liked to have seen that run go a little bit longer because if you're going to do that, you need to invest in it right. and make the most of it. It's kind of like Kofi. If he's winning the title, he's got to now keep it. Right, for if, a, at least if, a little bit. If you flush it down the toilet a month later, then what did all that mean? Exactly. Yeah. So he's got to now make the most of it, and the problem with the Miz winning that was a month later he lost to Cena for the title and I think a triple threat cage match with John Morrison at Extreme Rules. Oh, wow. Yeah, and that was the night Osama bin Laden was uh, taken care of, and Cena made that announcement to the crowd, and everyone cheered because they didn't know they were at the pay per view. So of course Cena's going to win because you know you can't well, you can't make the guy that just gave you the best news. <laughs> well, that was after the pay per view had gone off the air. Right. It was like ten o'clock. He was celebrating, grabbed the mic, and he was just like, "There's something special in this world," and gave a little speech. And then he announced to everyone what Osama bin Laden had just been announced as being caught and compromised, I think was the word Cena used. Oh. And then they played the, uh, what song did they play? They played some like American theme as Cena like danced out of there. The Lex Luger theme, Stars and Stripes. Yeah, and then everyone cheered. And it's really cool when you see the reaction of everyone when he made the announcement to everyone because, you know, they hadn't known. Right, right. So long story short, if you were going to go with The Miz... You have to go all in, especially with Alex Riley as his pairing. I like those two together. And, um, you know, he got hurt, didn't he? Um, they went for a while and then he they feuded. Riley beat him, I think it was like three times in a row. And then nothing happened with that. Then right. Miz teamed up with our truth as the awesome oh, yeah, truth. That's right. But then that didn't go anywhere. Didn't they win a title? I don't know. Did they, I they, can't remember. They, they fought Rock and this is, Cena this is at Survivor where it gets, Series. This is where it gets hazy for me because there was a point where yeah, I then they kept like invading and stuff. They even beat right. Triple H and Punk, who teamed together on pay per view. A lot of people forget about that. Yeah, yeah. It Imagine was, that. It was our truth and Miz. Imagine versus... that backstage conversation. Yeah, that's <laughs> tag team strategy there. Right. Yeah, that that didn't go well. But either way, Miz cash the Z pack. Whoa, whoa. Uh, Excellent cash-in, great moment, Miz girl, everything made it perfect. I liked it. 
All right, so we got number four. My number four has not been covered yet, and uh, but what well, we talked about a little bit because it was your lovely lady's first pay-per-view experience. All right. We're talking about Alexa Bliss cashing in, first woman to cash in the night that she won it. Yeah, and only the second woman because the year prior was Carmella. Right, right. Who held on to it for 10 months before beating Charlotte, and that reign was, I thought, a disaster. But Well, of course. I mean, it's Carmella. It is Carmella. I mean, I'm sure Corey Graves enjoyed it, but Corey Graves enjoys anything. Yeah. Um, did you have anything to add to your Alexa Bliss before I ramble on for ten minutes? <laughs> um, no, I was just. I I really like the way I've I've always kind of liked Alexa Bliss and that like oh, yeah. how she can. She can like. There was one point where she won the title, and she made you feel like this was a face turn, and she was all about. It. And then she just like gets that look on her face and just crushes you. Yeah, her expressions she's, are great. She's amazing. And then she's got that thing where she can like bend her arm oh. the wrong way. So when she decides to pull that out, like against Becky Lynch or something like that, she can be like, "Oh, look what I did!" Yeah, I and think, then just uh, flip it around. Bam! I forgot what it's called. Is it like flexive? Double jointed. That's double it. Jointed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She can do that. So if you know she's with I the mean, right person, they can kick. And she, like that. she used it once. She was yeah. able to, I think it was against Sasha Banks, but I could be wrong. But she had her in some kind of arm thing, and she's sitting there, and the arm is just not supposed to look like that. And then she just flips it around and goes wild. And it, yeah, it was cool. It was yeah, really I cool. love the Bliss Cash, and she had lost the title earlier that year to Nia Jax at Mania. Again, not the probably best decision, but then Nia Jax versus Ronda Rousey right. was the title match. And it was a good match. Yes, Ronda Rousey was in her first singles match. I was I was impressed with Ronda how she was able to have her own singles match and then Yeah, they were at the PC for a while setting that. Yeah, <laughs> right. Oh, those, of course they were. Those two were, but that's normal for uh, Rousey. She had done that for all of her matches, I think except um the TV ones, but Either way, Miss Holly, you actually know anything about this? What do you think of Alexa Bliss's cash in last year after winning the Money in the Bank ladder match? Well, she didn't keep it for very long. <laughs> <laughs> no, she didn't. We may have to get a time on if that was the shortest. Yeah. And, and before we get to the Money in the Bank pay-per-view this Sunday, I actually hope that the first two matches this Sunday are the Money in the Bank ladder matches. You want to kick it off right now. You want to get the briefcases out there in the open because let's just say Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans starts the pay-per-view. Well, you know right. there's not going to be a cash-in. Right. Say the next match is AJ Styles versus... Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins, right. Well, there's not going to be a cash and there's no briefcases. But if the two briefcases are out there in the open first, instantly there's added drama to, right, oh, absolutely. is someone going to cash in later? So yep. just that's a side a, note, I hope they start out the show with the Money in the Bank ladder match. That's a good point. I mean, I definitely think they'll start off with one of them. One of them will definitely kick the show off. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I know last year the pay-per-view ended with uh, Braun winning, and that mm -hmm. didn't go too well. No. <laughs> no, it did not go well. Well. Speaking of not going too well, my number four, Dolph Ziggler. Oh boy! Whatever happened to him? Uh, well, I think either his deal. He said it was like on a handshake agreement. Oh really? He, I thought he was still under contract. Yeah, I think like the past few years they've been bogus reports. I won't say who, but they've right. been saying he signed like a three million dollar deal. Not true. That's yeah. Not, that's not true. Much. No, not true. So yeah, I think he's kind of coming and going. I think he does like comedy shows. He's a big comedy guy. Yeah, um, for the longest out. for the longest time in the cities that WWE would be in, he would do a show either before the event or after around the same time. <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah, he like he he does a comedy thing. I guess he's good at it, from what I hear. I I know I haven't seen it. 
Yeah, the only comedy here is how this world title run went because <laughs> he had probably one of, if not the biggest crowd reaction ever heard. And yep. again, YouTube this. The night after WrestleMania 29, he came out, cashed in on Alberto Del Rio, right. who was the world champion for whatever reason. But he was the world champion who had just beat Jack Swagger, and this was the Zeb Coulter. Oh, yes, this yes, was the real this, Americans. In the... That little run. But Ziggler Borderline, came out. Borderline, like, totally racist. <laughs> yeah, this was, like, the Trump kind of inspired stuff. Yeah. But we um, we dealt with, I think it was 10 months of Ziggler holding the briefcase. Yep, right. And every single time it was, like. And that like, thing was beat up. That thing had gotten used as had, a weapon Yeah, so he had defended that. He had actually defended it. Cena, I know, at TLC got a shot at it, but AJ Lee turned on him. But either way, Ziggler um, finally was going to cash in, and there's a funny um clip of during the WrestleMania 29 match between Alberto Del Rio and Jack Swagger for the world title, the fans were chanting Ziggler. They wanted Ziggler to cash in at Mania because remember there had not been a cash in at Mania. And then there's a right. behind the scenes video that shows Ziggler watching the match and he's literally just sitting there just going like <laughs> making eye faces and looking at the camera like that. Right. Knowing it wasn't going to happen, you yeah. know, that wasn't the idea. It was going to be the next. Yeah, and it was just funny that he was sitting there watching all this, and poor fans thought it was coming, and there he is sitting <laughs> backstage, not even ready or yeah, going to do it. not even planning on it. But he did it the next night in front of a Mania after crowd, so Which you know they're rowdy. Yeah, solidifies the Raw after Manias. Yeah, and obviously, again, huge ovation. Big E was his enforcer at I the time. I remember that, yes. And even he's getting teary-eyed. Right. AJ Lee, who was dating CM Punk at the time, she's hugging him and... Aww. Clearly, everyone felt good for him. Ziggler's screaming. The crowd, it's really an emotional moment. It was not technically his first world title. He held it for, I think, a day in 2011 during the feud with Edge, but most people don't count that because okay. I think it was for like two hours. I think Vicky opened SmackDown, stripping Edge of the title, right. giving it to Ziggler, and then that night they had a title match and Edge and won Edge it. Won. So most people don't even count it's that. It's just like that uh, championship scramble where you get right. a pinfall. Technically, yeah. you're the champion until there's another pinfall. Yeah, there's a funny... There's a funny picture online where it says the Brian Kendrick current yes. WWE champion. Yes, I saw that. I actually watched that. You know, so if you want to count it, fine. But this was Ziggler's moment. This was the time. He had obviously won the Money in the Bank ladder match the year prior. So it was his time to shine. And then he got concussion. I'll say it. Yep. So oh, oh. He, he got the. Who let the dogs out? Well, apparently <laughs> Ziggler let the dogs out because he then did the double turn with Alberto yeah who then turned heel while he turned face but he never rebound <laughs> rebounded yeah it was really cool how they did it but unfortunately they never recaptured it he never got the title back There's so many turns in there it sounds like a big show oh it was a big show all right ah. but not for Ziggler who's never then became champion again yeah and for that Despite one night his, though, his just, best efforts yeah and even to this day Holly just asks where the Heck, where Ziggler. he was, yeah. <laughs> where is he? <laughs> well, we we wish him well. We wish him in It'd his be nice future endeavors. I, I'm not saying that, but all right, we won't. He, say he was awesome to watch. I I love a lot of like his more recent matches that he's put on. He's always you know put on a great show. Yeah, even with Drew McIntyre, right? And people forget, um, Drew, uh, not Drew, Dolph just main evented a pay per view with Rollins. Yeah, that's right. So I think it was an Iron Man. So, oh yeah, yeah, and that the crowd was counting down like they did at the Rumble. Yeah, I remember right. that now. And they didn't exactly like that. <laughs> right. Well, but either way, anytime Ziggler wants to return, crowd is a crowd. Crowd is a crowd. Yeah. 
Number three? Number three. All right. My number three was the very first WrestleMania cash-in, Mr. Seth Rollins. What an amazing – he was the authorities golden boy. Reigns and Brock Lesnar battling out. Looked like Reigns could have pulled it off. I thought he would. I thought he was going to do it. You know, everybody's down. And then – and there comes Seth Rollins, and you just knew what was going to happen. Just – got the crap kicked out of him by that massive RKO a few hours earlier. Yes. Comes back to just be like, yep. And, uh, you know, one thing I thought was super cool, um, later on they released a little, I think, I don't know if it was Botchamania or some other video, but uh, they had a the mic turned up or something like that. And as he's pinning Reigns, you hear him say, thank you so much. Yes. That was just like a big... Oh, Heartwarming moment. You know, like, yeah, you've it's earned it. I hate, your, I hate your character, but that was great, man. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot to add to this one. I thought always every year everyone would speculate there's going to be a Money in the Bank cash in. It had been 10 years since the briefcase was introduced. And every single year everyone thought, well, you cash in at Mania. And it had right. been teased already twice with Daniel Bryan and Kennedy. It just never happened. It always just felt like that, I don't know the right word, but that big dream, the big thing on the top of the mountain that's just never going to be reached or never going to be touched. That brass ring. Yeah, and you always think about it, and you just go, eh. And then even this, the whole entire buildup from Rumble was Reigns dethroning the beast, Brock Lesnar. Yep. So it's like, well, they could do it the night after Rollins could cash in, but Reigns was their guy, so he wasn't going to lose or do anything. And apparently, if you go to the little behind the scenes, Rollins had kind of sensed this reaction against Reigns at the Rumble and kind of said, hey, if, uh, you know, push comes to shove. You need a guy. (laughs) Yeah, if you're looking for someone, I got a briefcase here. So he had kind of like what Edge did, it kind of mentioned like, hey, why don't we do this? So you can thank Rollins for that. But like you said, excellent moment, main event of WrestleMania. Brock Lesnar, who had just resigned, there was rumors he was leaving, yeah. so he ended up facing Rollins a few months later when The Undertaker returned, and then those two pawned off in their own feud. Rollins, of course, ended up getting injured. Yep, and then busted Reigns, his knee up. Yeah, and then Reigns ended up feuding, well, not feuding, but winning the title at Survivor Series from De- Ambrose, and then another cash-in. Sheamus came out for that. Yeah. But I'm getting way off track here. 518, or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, and uh, just Rollins cashing in. Like you said, the music hit. Everyone yeah, then goes, that was oh, one my of those, gosh. One of those big moments, huge pop. I mean, out, what was that? That was San Francisco, wasn't it? Uh, it was, yeah, WrestleMania 31. Yeah, that was with uh, Sting's debut. I mean, just a huge night in general. The Monday Night Wars had just come to life, and then top it all off, money in the bank. I think one in. of the better manias. And that was. That absolutely was. And I think um, Rollins can say he main evented that WrestleMania because they announced it then as a triple threat match, oh, I suppose, yeah. which had never happened before. It either been after a match or announcing the match in advance. Right. So during a match, everyone was like, wait, what? What he, happens? What happens? And, and that then, also kind of left it open that, you know, someone could pull it out. And, you know, because Brock being this unstoppable beast, you almost thought, okay, this is yeah. a match. So what happened was Rollins, um, he came in, he curb stomped. Uh, Lesnar, <laughs> and then Lesnar slowly got up, and when Rollins went for his second curb stomp on Lesnar, Lesnar caught him in the air, Right, and then as he's in the air, Roman, Roman came in and speared Lesnar, and then while Reigns was kind of laying on Lesnar to cover him, comes another stomp. That's the stomp, and then like heard you said, round the world. heard round the world, and like you said, very cool moment when Rollins you know, he respected that Reigns, you know, was pretty much getting his moment taken from him. Yeah, If right. we're being honest, kind of like Ali and Kofi, 
I know they're fan favorites, but you know that exactly. Was, you know, Kofi was taking Ali's spot with the injury, and here was Rollins kind of coming in and stealing his buddy's spot at Mania, and the thunder that it was probably going to go to him. Right, but to be honest, with the re- you know, <clears throat> uh, Roman Reigns was victim of of bad time. And yeah, the responses brought this on. If they would have given him the title at that point, it would have just been disastrous for him because he'd get be getting booed left and right. They'd be booking him against all these monsters and just getting the crowd reaction. Yeah, he ended bad. up then main eventing the following year, beating Triple right. H for the title. So he ended up getting that moment in front of 100,000. The following year, main event against Undertaker. 100,000. Quote, unquote. <laughs> and then the following year again after that, Brock Lesnar again. And then he lost that one. But either way, this was Rollins' moment. And right or wrong, it was Reigns in the whole buildup. And I thought they had a great match. They both were bleeding. Yep. Excellent match. And then here comes Rollins. Money in the bank at WrestleMania. It's hard to say that that's not number one because it's like, isn't that the main event? Like the biggest cash in. But it is also not my number one. It's not mine either. It is my number two, so I will then skip oh, my number. I num- stole your number two. So I will skip my number two, but I'm on number three, and that one is the second cash in ever, 2006 RVD. Ooh, one night stand. One night stand. He announced he was cashing in a month prior. Yep. Against Cena in his home, well, quote unquote, home stage, ECW, Extreme Rules. So he had the setting, he had the fans. Right, right. Absolutely <clears throat> wild entrance. That's the if Cena wins, we riot. Right, I remember that. That sign, Cena they came out. They were nuts. They were nuts. He threw his shirt in the crowd, which was a threw bad it idea. Back to him. The fans then threw it back at <laughs> Cena. And was then it he, like four or five times. Yeah, he went to each side and threw this shirt in the crowd. <laughs> they threw it back at him. That was awesome. Started chanting, F you, Cena. Yep, yep. F, and then, you can't wrestle, you yep. suck. Oh, they were just, they were horrible. <laughs> He'd go into the stands or go to ringside, and they're just flipping him the bird in his face. Right. If you ever watch a match, I would say Cena RVD, the crowd just all over Cena. And um, this kind of goes to one of my fun little facts, but Edge ended up coming out in a, well, he had a motorcycle How helmet. How do you spear a guy with a motorcycle helmet? I think it was I mean, even just through a ta- super awkward. It was. I was like, who is this guy? Right. And then it was Edge. But they had been feuding, which went back to his cash in earlier. And right. They, they were then going to all three feud for a while. But Edge, I think, was involved in like the first, I want to say it was like three or four cash-ins. Because his first one, he cashed in on Cena. Right. This one, he speared to set up RVD winning. Yep. 2007, we already talked about. He took out Kennedy and then Taker. 2008, Punk cashed in on him on Raw. Right. 2009, he had just lost to Jeff Hardy, and then Punk came in and cashed in on Jeff Hardy in their ladder match. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot who Jeff Hardy was uh Yeah, he had up just against. beaten Edge. Mm-hmm. And then I don't think 2010... Oh, actually, yeah, you know what? Edge had just speared Jericho when Jack Swagger cashed in. in on him. Wow. And then I don't think after that he was involved. Boy, Edge and Money in the Bank are synonymous, yeah. aren't they? He's the uh, ultimate opportunist, yep. rated our superstar. But either way, this was RVD's big moment. This was the launch of ECW, the brand, on Tuesday nights on Sci-Fi. Unfortunately, this run got cut short because yeah. he got pulled over and busted with oh, Sabu for drugs. Sabu. So not only did he then lose the WWE title that Raw... He just lost everything. He lost the ECW title the next night to Big Show. So in two Where? nights <laughs> in two nights he lost both titles and then was suspended thirty days. And I don't want to say that was the end of the ECW brand already, but That was that was doomed from the start. It was already doomed, <clears throat> but if your top star then gets busted for drugs and is suspended and loses his titles, you know, it's kinda of hard to recover from right. that. 
And, you know, as much as people say, well, the company never gave RVD a shot. Well, they did, and he blew it. So it's yeah. kind of hard to necessarily feel bad for him in that. Absolutely. Well, you stole my number two. Um, RVD? With, uh, no, CM Punk first cashing. The first one? Okay, yeah, yeah. 2008. Yeah, so what's your number two? Or did, did I steal your number two? Yeah, number two is Rollins at Mania. Okay, so I, let's just jump right to one then. I was going to say, it was really tough to not put that at number one. Right, right. Because, I mean, how can you not I wonder. I wonder if you and I have the same number one. I'm guessing it's the same number one everyone else already has. Number one was the very first cash-in. Edge. Um, it was it was super cool. Uh, they had wanted, you know, Edge had won the briefcase, and he's like, "What am I going to do with it? What am I going to do with it?" Well, you know, if he Edge being a heel and being a sneaky little guy, because he was, you know, he wasn't the biggest guy, so he had to use other means in order to be dominant. His brain, especially, and uh, so you know, it, it wouldn't be very heelish to just have a match. No. So he he set the precedent of kicking him when he's down you find your champion that's just you know gone through a hellacious match and he's beaten why not take the title from him right now yeah new year's revolution 2006 cena had just been in a bloody uh elimination chamber match mm-hmm. to retain and everyone knew he was lining up the feud with triple h at mania but there was this three little week gap here three weeks between the royal rumble where they could right. fit something in quick and that's when Edge cashed in. He had a three-week title reign. I think it was all 5.0 ratings, highest since Attitude Era. He was the must-see champion. Right. He ended up losing it back to Cena, and then you know they continued the Cena Triple H plan, which was set in motion. I think it was a year earlier. They already had that idea, and then Edge right. pretty much said, "Screw this! I'm going to steal the show with Mick Foley at Mania." Then and which he did prove a point, and then sure enough, right after Mania, the next night, Edge came out in the opening segment and was back in the WWE title picture. Yep. So it all went well for him. I'll quick add a few little points. Is um, 2005, a month after Mania, and he got the briefcase. Um, he faced Batista for the world title on a Raw. But he had won the Gold Rush tournament. Oh, yeah. And I always just thought it was weird that he was getting a title shot while having the briefcase. Like, right. what would have happened if he would have won and still had the briefcase? Cashed in on himself? Well, I mean, yeah, it's an interesting, you know. Can it Fight Club? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect name for it. He could be the Fight Club. But then he feuded with Matt Hardy, who returned for a while. Right. And that then was, he was ooh. Yeah, that was a little <laughs> personal there. A little bit. And then he did a little thing with Kane. And then by the end of the year, his <laughs> Wasn't that Lita's baby? <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, uh, yeah, we're going to forget that. <laughs> but then they did the whole thing with Edge and Ric Flair, who had just had a road oh, rage yeah. incident. And time was kind of ticking. And it was like, well, he's got to use it by mania. Right. But I think what made it great was it was the first ever briefcase. So people weren't really sure, like, what was going to happen. Yeah. Can he use it anytime? Can he do it in the middle of a match? After Does a he match? have to announce it? How is this going to work out? Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden, uh, Cena retained, which I think was pretty obvious. He was in there with Carlito and Masters and, right. you know, guys that weren't going <laughs> to win. So Cena retaining was obvious from the start. Right. But then all of a sudden Vince McMahon came out and he said, Rage is a cage. This night isn't over. Everyone stay put. And then he's like, there's one more match tonight. And then he goes, this man is cashing in his WrestleMania money in the bank privilege. And then out came Edge with Lita. He gave him the briefcase. And I guess Vince pretty much said, I think he said, prove me prove right. Me, yeah, he said, prove me right. Because Vince McMahon was behind Edge. He was, you yeah. can do this. There was a lot of higher ups. I think Michael Hayes being one of them who at that, I don't know if this was before or after that plane ride, but he was still very upper echelon when it came to being in Vince McMahon's ear. 
as far as decisions that need to be made. And I think he was one of the guys that was very much against giving the title to Edge at this point. And Ed, and Michael Hayes, to his credit, has said, I have never been more happy to have been wrong. Yeah, and I always like, like I always keep talking about, the first-time champions, there's always going to be doubt, whether right. it's Miz, whether it's Rock, whether it's Triple H, whether it's Stone Cold, well, whether it's Orton, failed. CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, or whoever. The first time you're going to get a title, even, you know, Rollins, I'm sure there was like, well, I don't know, can he? Well, you know. So there's always going to be that skepticism when you're going to unknown territory. Right. But Edge, again, was kind of like, hey, you know, there's this little gap here. I got to use this briefcase. And I think even I saw a story that he was going to use it on the Saturday Night Live, Saturday Night's main event, oh. in the march to the buildup to Cena versus Triple H mm-hmm. in like a throwaway and Cena would beat him. And then they'd continue the Triple H Cena build, but there was more to it. Edge and Lita were a great act together. They right? Were oh, they were compelling, television. wonderful pairing. So it just kind of worked out that way. And then they had the live sex celebration the <laughs> next night. Like I said, wow. I think it was like 5.06 rating or something like that. Who wouldn't tune into that though? Right. right. And then Lita did have a little uh, wardrobe <laughs> slip, so viewers much, did get much, what they wanted. Much to all of our yes. uh, smiles. I'm sure you can all go find the tape on that one. And. Ooh, but- yeah, they quick tried to cut the feed, but too late. <laughs> yeah. And then the following week, he fought Ric Flair on Raw in a TLC match. Oh, yeah. So they kept the ratings going, and right. then up to the Royal Rumble, and then, yeah, Cena ended up beating him for it, and they kind of went back to the original plan. Right. But that is also my number one, in case you haven't figured it out. I'm sure it's everyone's number one, but, Woo. you know, the first time, it's just there's nothing like it. And when it happened, Edge had um, fought Ric Flair earlier in the night, and got DQ'd because he snapped on Flair for the Intercontinental title match. I think it opened the show. And and then they did a WWE.com interview because afterwards they would do little interviews for the internet crowd. And it's a little bit different, obviously, than it is today. And Edge had stormed out of the interview and said, screw this, I have something else I got to do. So it was a little tease, like his right. night might not be over yet. But like the Ziggler cash-in with uh, Big E and AJ Lee by his side, um, even though if he was supposed to be playing bad guy and a heel, even if he was supposed to do that, it didn't really matter because he was getting teary-eyed, and it was um, quite the emotional moments for him. So it was quite the moment for him, and you could see him and Lita, whether they were officially a couple or not or just had you know gone their separate ways at that point. But super cool moment for Edge, first cash-in moment. You could tell he was emotional. And it was a big thing. I mean, It was big. And he set the precedent, which was very And cool. like I said, the ratings speak for themselves. Clearly exactly. there was interest after this. Like, what the heck's going on? Edge is the world champion. A cash-in? What does all this right. mean? And it just kind of solidified Edge as that sniveling snake character that you always got to watch out for. Yeah. Edge is around. That that made him the Hall of Famer, <clears throat> I think. Absolutely. And set him up for his next five years as a main eventer. Definitely. That, that was the big thing right there. That's what opened the door for him is being, hey, he can be in the main event. Yeah, and then you know retiring on top as world champ right. five years later. All right, do you have any uh, last thoughts on your top ten list before we get to the Money in the Bank pay-per-view this Sunday? No, let's get to it, man. Let's money, 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 money. Money, money, money. All right, this is where Holly's going to finally join us back. Hey, Holly, how are you? I think Uh, I I can wake her back up. So we're going to start with the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions, Daniel Bryan and Rowan. Yeah. Where's their titles? Right, yeah, we got to figure out what kind of titles are they going to have? Hemp again, or what are they doing? I, I think so. They'll probably do that. I All mean, right, they can reveal those Something Sunday. sustainable. Something, which tells me they're going to win, but they're facing Raw's Usos. Usos. Is this a wild card thing? We, I, I, who, what no, is that? No clue. Wild animal rule? 
<laughs> I don't know. I think Big E said they should add a wild animal rule, and every now and then there's just like a loose circus animal. How about a Bray Wyatt? He's like he looks like a wolf. Well, I, I think the Usos are gonna beat them. Really? Well, at least I, I want the Usos. Well, they're on Raw. Everybody wants the Usos. However, it ain't happening. No, Daniel Bryan and Rowan are gonna win if they're gonna make the new titles and spend all that time on it. Exactly. Again, if you're gonna invest in something, you kind of have to stick with it. And they need to strengthen that tag team division, like we yeah, talked about last week. We've talked about this every week. I mean, now they're having the Usos come back over to SmackDown when they're supposed to be on Raw. Right. So I'm gonna go Rowan and Bryan. Do you agree with that? I do. Um, like like we're saying, they're gonna invest in. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan as tag champs for a little bit. So as I think it's going to be a fantastic match because the Usos never disappoint. Yeah, I think it's the kickoff match. I'm not entirely oh, really? sure about that, but it'd be a nice way to kick off the show. It'd be nice. It's, it's, it's sad that it's relegated to just network only because you know that, I mean, maybe that'll put a little chip on their shoulder and it'll be even that much better of a match. Yeah, I remember the Usos had a bunch of great matches with the Wyatt family yeah. years ago, and some of those were on the kickoff show where they were just like, screw this, we're going out there for 20 minutes and stealing the show. Right. Because we don't have to worry about pay-per-view, you know. We got all this time. Exactly. Screw um, the panel. <laughs> it kind of scares me that Holly has the Usos, so now watch the Usos win. Right. <laughs> As, have you been eerily right before? No. Oh, okay. Well, she had the War Raiders or oh, yeah. Viking name. The who? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Experience. The, right. I kept calling them the, the Vikings, <laughs> and they come out with the Viking experience or whatnot. Something, and then the one day yeah. I finally... Say said the it right, right name and they changed they, it yeah <laughs> yeah and they um vacated the nxt tag titles i saw that yep i mean I, I finally think, i mean like oscar i mean i would assume they should lose on the way out because now that tag division is street profits and i don't know undisputed era i don't even know who else shock the system or forgotten sons i forget about them. oh yeah, yeah. Who, who doesn't speaking of forgetful davari versus tony niece for the cruiser white title who do you got who? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I d- haven't watched 205 Live, so I don't know anything of the buildup, but um, I guess I'm just going to go with Tony Nese. Yeah, I'm going to say Tony Nese. Yeah, it's easy to just go with the champ. I do not watch 205 Live either, but I'm sure the match will be great. Yep, and I know that That's he's been, you know. I know nothing is because you don't watch it. He's been on 205 Live and doing the Cruiserweight thing for a good long time since the Classic, so it's kind of nice to see him get his due and hope that he holds on to it for a little while. Yeah, I'm sure it'll deliver. Um, do you think there's uh, some changes coming to 205 Live? You know, I did see a little little story, uh, something about FS1, Fox Sports 1. Um, they already have the studio show coming Tuesdays, remember, right? on FS1. So. Uh, but, like, uh, I also read something about they film, they're going to start filming it at Full Sail, which is the NXT uh, arena. Yeah, they should probably have done that from the beginning. They should have done a lot of instead things from of, the beginning. Instead of crowds that don't care after SmackDown, right? Or well, I mean, SmackDown. you give them you give them two hours, and then you ask them to sit for another hour for two o five live or something like that, or how? I mean, or I think or vice they, versa. You yeah, put it on front, and yeah. then the last hour of SmackDown, all the crowd is like, "We're tired and want to go home." <laughs> yeah. All right. So we got Samoa Joe defending his United States Championship against Rey Mysterio. Holly, who you got? Samoa Joe. Okay. I'm gonna Actually say pronounce his name right. This nice time. job. Yeah. Samoa Joe. I'm going to go with Samoa Joe as well. Um, I think that uh, Rey Mysterio, you know, if you look at the, the business side of things, he's brought in to just kind of spice stuff up. I don't see them giving him a title run at this stage in his career. Um, I see him being used for great matches, but I think Samoa Joe is going to run with this title for a little while. All right. Rey Mysterio is winning the United States Championship. Ah. <laughs> 
All right, I'm only half joking, but the joke is Holly. Um, Holly always calls him Samoan Jones. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Sometimes she gets the names. Like last week, she oh. said Brock Stroman. So. Yep, I heard that one. <laughs> so we're gonna move past. So take that. a shot if but she uh, gets him wrong. Take a shot. Look forward to Dominic this Sunday getting choked up, but yeah, we can get to that another time. All right. So speaking of the matches that I want to wait, hold see- on. Let's let's back up just real quick though. Isn't Dominic like training? He is training. Stuff, so. so- I would not, uh, like you said, I would not be surprised to see him take a bump or two. Maybe even try to step in and try to take the title yeah, for his dad. And then get distracted. And then just get destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got that to look forward to. The matches I want to see start the show, because then it'll add intrigue, the Money in the Bank ladder matches. So let's just talk about them. The men's. All right. Who's our participants? Let's run them down. All right, here we go. Replacing Braun Strowman, which for whatever reason, but Sami Zayn is now in there, which I actually think is now an interesting choice. It but, does. I mean, it takes away the the overwhelmingness of the big Braun Strowman. Yeah, and Braun won last year. I don't think they're right. going to have him win anyways. I know Holly picked him, but I don't think he was going to win anyways. But I have Andrade, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, Intercontinental Champion Finn Balor, Sami Zayn, which we just talked about, Baron Corbin, Ali... Or Randy Orton? I'm going to go ahead and pick Drew McIntyre. Yes. Um, I think that he's the most obvious one to win it just because he's got such a strong build behind him. They need to kind of give him something to keep him focused on the on the main event title picture. Um, and this is a good way to do it, to keep him in there. And not necessarily have him involved in all the matches, but he's always going to be in the corner of your mind if he's holding that briefcase. Yeah, I'm not even sure outside of Corbin. I'm not even sure because he's won it and lost it. We've, Corbin. But, I'm not even sure there's a bad choice here. Andrade, they could get behind him, yep, which absolutely. never a bad idea. There's Ricochet, high-flying, well, obviously. Ricochet. Drew McIntyre, how can you go wrong with Finn Balor? There's Sami Zayn. Wait, wait, now back that up. Finn Balor would be the wrong choice, Finn, in my opinion. Intercontinental? Because he's got the Intercontinental title. He needs to focus on yeah. that. Miz won also in 2010 with titles. And that was the Miz. He had a million titles at that point. He had like four tag gold because right. they, they had all the titles still and the <laughs> U.S. titles still. But anyways, um, it's not a bad choice only because, you know, it's 12 months with the briefcase. So he can focus on the Intercontinental title reign forever. And then in six months, whatever, he can have the briefcase. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, but, you know, if if I was booking it, the titles, everybody that holds a title has to defend it at a pay-per-view. So if he's doing that and carrying the briefcase, you can kind of almost – Okay, he got the crap kicked out of him in his match. He's not going to cash in. Oh, he had a real easy match. Maybe he'll cash in. Yeah, we've said this a few weeks ago. You know, they should focus on those titles. Agreed. And actually, Holly, the other night while watching, she said, why is he a champion and in the ladder match? Right? I agree. I totally agree with that. And that's something we've talked about. But back to the list, Ali, it'd be a nice little story if he came out and attacked Kofi Kingston. A little revenge there. And if he wanted to turn, I know he doesn't want to, but if that was the idea. And then even Randy Orton, I don't think he'll win. But Yeah, Randy Orton's I think, is there just for Yeah, he's the nostalgia. veteran. He's yeah. in the legacy. Body. Some credibility to he's the in thing. The re- he's won it before, you know. He's won it before. He's cashed in before. I think just for his reduced schedule, and he's not necessarily <laughs> full-time. I don't think he'll do it, but I like the Drew McIntyre pick. I, I think get paid more for this, right? I've said it before, but I th- <laughs> <laughs> probably. And then I, I like the Raw getting one and SmackDown getting the other, which we'll get to. But, Holly, who do you think of the men? Well, I've got my first and my second pick. Okay, who you got? Ricochet. That'd be cool. 
Well, kind of because he's like, he's new into it and it would be nice if he won the money in the bank because, well, he's got that agility to come in. He, he was on, uh, SmackDown the other night and pretty much pushed the Andrade off yep. the ladder. Yeah, he so. already posed with the briefcase. That was pretty cool. So I, I did. I love how he did that little jump, bang bang. Oh, there they're going to do top. some ridiculous things <gasps> and, in the ladder match. And my second one is kind of a change. Oh, it was Braun. It was okay. Well, yeah. Well, that doesn't well, work now, I does also it? had the one for SmackDown too because I had one for each. But I'm picking. Ricochet and McIntyre. Oh, really? No Finn Balor? I thought you liked Finn Balor. I don't think he should be even in it. Whoa. Boom. Thank you. Thank all you. All right. Well, all of us <laughs> thinking Drew McIntyre usually means it's not going to be Drew Yeah, Mac. right? So If everybody's thinking that, they're going to figure well, out how Well, that is my to... second pick. Right. Okay, Ricochet. All right. I would definitely like that. Like I said, I don't know if there's necessarily a bad choice besides probably Corbin or Orton. The rest I'd Corbin probably be fine be with. a horrible choice. Well... If it's him Horrible and Rollins next. Choice. All right, the women's ladder match. No more Alexa Bliss. First, let's talk about that quick. What do you think? <sighs> Another concussion is Oh, the he said the word. I'm Don't sorry. Well, say that maybe word. she should just stick to her talk show instead yeah. of wrestling because she's been out so much since. She seems to be injury prone now. Yeah, since the first time I saw her in last year's Money in the Bank, she hasn't really competed much since then. Right. It's just like. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, uh, I, there's, she's got to do something about her style or whatever it is. I don't know what, yeah. what is going on. But I hope it's not a concussion. If it is, the each one you get, you know, you're more likely and they're more serious. You right, know, right. It, it only gets worse. Didn't they say um, that Troy Aikman, from his years in football, because of how many concussions he has, he has the brain of an 84-year-old Alzheimer's patient? Yeah, it, it's not good, and she's definitely young enough. The problem is if she just did the moment of bliss stuff you know you know you you don't get your bonuses you don't get extra money and you got to be nervous because there's another uh performer who we will not name that also had too many concussions and well (laughs) we you know i mean well it was was tragic let's just say let's just leave it at that let's not go there but good news at least i think Nikki Cross is replacing that her. That was awesome. I, I really liked uh, her getting replaced. She won on the Raw. replacement in that Raw match. And now, hey, she's on Raw, and she's competing. There she is, Justin. There she is. There she is. <laughs> I wonder if um, Bliss will almost kind of, like, manipulate her and kind of use her it's, with the contract. It's kind of looking like that, almost isn't it? Almost like a Miz and Miz Dow where then Nikki's like, wait, am I being used here? Right. Because she's kind of the new girl on Raw. And what are, you know, I mean, what if they're going to trail away from the Moment of Bliss segments into this kind of role with Alexa Bliss kind of mentoring or just being kind of a side stage manipulator? If she is truly like medically disqualified, let's say she's had so many concussions that they just say, we're done with you. (laughs) Yeah, as much as we all love Nikki Cross, I'm going to say she won't win because that would be another briefcase on Raw. Right. So let's go through the competitors here. We got Ember Moon, Mandy Rose. Dana Brooke, Bailey, Natalia, Naomi, Carmella, and, of course, Nikki Cross, I mentioned. So, Mr. Steve, who do you got? You know, I'm going to go off on a limb here. I'm going to say Bailey for SmackDown. Yeah, I could see her. You know, she's gotten a little bit of a fire, a little bit of an edge now that she's kind of soloed away from Sasha Banks for whatever reason. And, uh, (laughs) you know, she needs to really – 
and reignite her career. She's kind of got that trajectory going with her little bit of promos and her, her on-screen work. So now I think would be a really good time to give her a briefcase, let her walk around with that for a little while, always be in the back of the mind, always kind of playing a little part in this main event picture. I think she her time is coming. Yeah, if she's done with the Boston Hug Connection and on a new brand, she does need something. She can't just kind of sit there and flounder. I did see Boston Hug Connection t-shirts on clearance on the website. Oh, just saying. Five cents each? <laughs> right. Um, Carmella wanted two years ago. I don't think they're going to go back to that. No, Naomi's no. had And what did she do with it? I mean, it was yeah. she had a horrible run. Well, James L's worthless could come back. Yeah. But, or Corey Graves could get involved. But either way, <laughs> um, Naomi... He's on the no bump list. <laughs> yeah. So is L's worthless. But anyways... <laughs> Naomi, no thank you. Natalia, no thank you. Dana Brooke, it'd be kind of cool for her because she is super hardworking and everyone says amazing things about her, but no. Mandy Rose, she seems to have issues with Sonia Deville, her tag team partner. Yeah. But I'm going to say no, even though that might be a dark horse pick there. I could see that. Um, I don't Either think... Either Sonia helping her to win and then maybe they have some type, maybe it's the first time women you know, put the, bri- the briefcase on the line. Oh. You know, that could be a thing. That would be a thing. I'm not against that. I would like Nikki Cross, but again, if Raw's already going to get Drew McIntyre. Um, I'm going to go with SmackDown and say it's more of a wish, but Ember Moon, because I've been a fan of her forever, and every time it seems like they're going to do something with them, they don't. Or she gets hurt. I hope not. She needs to stay healthy. And I actually like your Bailey idea. I like and that kind of goes into my Charlotte Becky Lynch pick, which we'll get to that oh. a little bit later. Miss Holly, who do you have with the women briefcase? Well, I've got three picks. Oh, three? So are you just going to throw, wait, throw wait, the wait, dice? Wait. And... How about we just have eight picks? Let's, no, yeah. no, no, no. I have, I have my nine. backups just in case I'm wrong about my first pick. Well, I would like to say that you had Braun and Bliss and both were taken out. Yes, exactly. Why do you think I need to have that backup plan Our, just in case? All right, who are your three? Wow. Well, um, my number three, if the first two don't win, would probably be Ember Moon. Nice. Ember okay. Moon on number three. All right. Number three. Who's number two? Nikki Cross. Ooh. Ooh nice choice. I like the idea. I think if she's going to win and be added, you know. It, it would make sense. It'd be a good story. It'd get her involved. It would be. It's kind of like when Zack Ryder was added to the WrestleMania ladder match in 2016 and then, and then won it. And then, won it. and then lost it the next day to The Miz. Oh, boy. All right. And who's Sad. your number one? Well, it kind of goes with both of you guys. Oh. Bailey? Oh. Whoa. Okay. Look at that. So since we're all in agreement, none of this is going to happen. It's going to be Dana Brooke. <laughs> Mark it down. Mark it down now, folks. Come back here in a week, Dana yep. Brooke. All right. So... Um, I don't know what order they're going in, but Becky Lynch will be defending both of her titles. Yep. So let's just, I think, talk about the one I think she'll win. Um, Raw championship match, Becky yes. Lynch. Absolutely. Yes, she's yeah. gonna most definitely. defeat Lacey Evans, we all agree. Again, Lacey is not ready. Um, she's too new, so it doesn't seem credible for her to have a decent run with the title yet. Nope. But it, it could be a good match, too. Company officials love her. They are obviously on board with her. She's getting the first, you know, post-Ronda Rousey feed, right. so obviously a huge backing there. But Just I, not time yet. I, I would I would assume Becky Lynch will eventually end up on the Raw brand and stay right. there, especially with her Rollins relationship. Right. But I don't know if that Which means is confirmed. Finally. Ooh. Which Aww. I don't think Lacey wins, but, you know, it makes sense why then Becky would say, I'm staying on Raw to get my title back. 
I suppose that could be that, or um, maybe they end in some type of schmaz, and she'd be like, well, I'm going to go to Raw and just take care of this once and for all. Yeah, like I said, I don't know the order of these, so this is why it's all kind of up in the air with the briefcases and stuff. But she's also defending the SmackDown women's title against Charlotte, hopefully for the last time. Yeah, hopefully yeah. for the last time. Um, I do see Charlotte taking this one. I see Most her being definitely. a little, little conniving, you know, Becky's beat up. It's a question of whether they're going to do them back to back because that will kind of solidify it. Yeah. Um, or they could do it where she they open up with one and then later on go on to the next one type thing, give her some time to recover. If that happens, I'd almost be willing to bet she retains both. Yeah, this is just an impossible card to predict unless you know the match order. Which, exactly. I mean, you don't know if the ladder matches will be on last or before or if they're going to get cashed in. It's just tough. And then when she's got two matches, are they back-to-back? Which one is first? So it's tough to say. I will say she has a bunch of Becky Two Belts merchandise that just came out. There's kinda a like, lot of that. Kind of <laughs> like the Kofi with the title shirt right, where right. you kind of assume, well, he's going to hold on to it for a while. Then again, how many Boss and Hug Connection shirts are there? Yeah, that's you know true, what I'm saying? Too. They're on clearance. Yeah. So I'm going to – I would almost <laughs> – say that she will I would almost say she will retain both but I think at some point they do need to split up the titles that's why they haven't been unified yet right and there's not a purple belt out there no <laughs> well cruiserweight does that count no all right so then I would I would say either Bailey shows a little attitude not necessarily a heel turn but right right but just gets a little more edge to her yeah or mm-hmm. she can cash in on Charlotte and Becky, and then, that would be cool. And then Bailey and Charlotte can feud on SmackDown, and that title. could be a way of protecting Becky, right? Exactly, and, ke- and moving the title to SmackDown. Becky going to Raw and doing her thing, and then it still protects Becky because she just had a hellacious match with Charlotte, and then Bailey and Charlotte could do their thing on SmackDown and stay over there. Yeah, I know the wild card rule is in effect now, but at some point wild I what? think the wild animal the two two titles will have to be off Becky and they will kind of have to focus, but I would almost think she gets by the first night cuz they're making a big deal out of her losing one of them. But she can survive one night and then drop it later, but we are going to now talk about The Miz versus Shane inside a steel cage. <sighs> can we be done? I think this I is fast it. forwarded through all of their whatever it was. I DVR this some of this stuff, and I'm just done with Shane being a quote unquote competitor. He's I he's think he a beat one of the Usos guy. on SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, he tank. pinned one of the Usos because yeah. he did his coast to coast. Because oh, look again, Shane jumped off of something. Yeah, he's gonna jump something on the cage. Oh, of course he is. And, and I just I hope we're done with this Shane McMahon. Just get hurt well, and go relax. It seems he's heading into a feud with Reigns. So yeah, I see that too. Miz is gonna yeah. win. He's done a whole lot of losing on Raw, which is why I'm afraid of that move in the first place. But right. Miz probably should have won at Mania and definitely needs to win here and end it. Holly, who do you think wins? Um, <laughs> do you want my honest opinion or just to throw out a name? Honest we, opinion. Honest. We're all about honesty we here. Like in honesty. We like honesty. In the lab, nothing but honesty. Do you want it G-rated? <laughs> G-rated? PG. PG is fine. You can say ass. <laughs> um, I don't give a crap. <laughs> okay. Wow. Because I yeah, this this has gone on long enough, and honestly, I'm probably gonna end up falling asleep halfway through this. You and me both. <laughs> All right. Speaking of falling asleep, Roman Reigns versus Elias. Who you got? Uh, well, I mean, obviously Roman Reigns. Reigns and seems like the perfect, and you know they're not going to have him lose to Elias. I would say easy win, but if the McMahons get involved and this feud is going to last forever, Reigns getting screwed 
you know, may be the best option here as much as that kind of sucks. All right, now to some serious business. WWE <laughs> champion Kofi Kingston against Ooh. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. I'm going to go with Kofi Kingston. Uh, I think, it, again, it's going to be a phenomenal match. Kevin's going to bring it like he always does. But I think that, uh, like you said, they've invested in Kofi with the WrestleMania moment. I think they're going to let him keep it at least until SummerSlam. Is uh, Big E going to return? No, not yet. Too soon. Too soon? I don't think he's healed up yet. I mean, if you think about a meniscus, the, the knee doesn't have a whole lot of blood flow. So when you think about that kind of tendon, um, it takes at least a good long time. And then you once you heal, you got to go through rehab and build all that stuff back up. So I think we've got a little time. I yet. did think it was cool on SmackDown they teased Zayn getting the contract and then Owens being champion and then those two yeah. kind of butting heads again. Miss Holly, do you have Kofi or Kevin Owens? Kevin Owens. Whoa! Whoa. New champion, really. Mm-hmm. And do I need to ask why, or should I just assume you don't give a crap? Um, no, that's only with the Shane and Miz. Um, <laughs> Ooh. honestly, I kind of think Kevin Owens will come out the champ because Kofi's strong enough to handle it, but at the same time, I don't think he's going to retain it much longer okay um i definitely think he will hold it for a while but at the same time i would not be against kevin owens as champion we've talked about this before he hasn't you know held the title since universal however two and a half years ago or something so um he missed mania and kind of got screwed over and this could have been the mania match but you know if he wants to get this little reward that's fine but i'm gonna go with kofi Kofi. Like you said, probably at least till SummerSlam, maybe even longer, but I guess it depends on which opponents they have lined up for him, like Randy Orton, who may be next. All right, so what I think is going to be the main event. Main event. And hopefully a briefcase floating out there somewhere, but Universal Champion Seth Rollins defending against AJ Styles, first time ever in WWE. Who you got? Oh, well, uh, when they first fought in the independence, I think AJ went over, if I recall correctly. Not a clue. Um, if I if I recall seeing uh, when AJ first came to WWE, they did a thing on him on the network. Okay. They did a special on That's him. That's cool. And uh, talked about like his run on the independence, and one of the, thi- one of the things they highlighted was AJ Styles versus Tyler Black, <laughs> oh, <laughs> which was yes. Seth Rollins on the independence. I see. Um, so I believe that AJ being the visiting veteran you know to this particular independent promotion i think he went over on seth rollins so now seth rollins being the number one guy in wwe i'm thinking it's going to be seth he's going to hold on to that for just a little bit he's not going to lose it that quick no i don't think he's going to lose it right away aj styles won't be a bad idea but if uh rollins and corbin is up next unfortunately Mm. it may seem like aj styles is going to lose miss holly who do you have winning this match Okay, I agree. I think Rollins is going to win. I think and I hope that this match is like 30 minutes long and it's excellent and it lives up to the hype. And they can, Absolutely. And I know that I know they're excited for that. Yeah, that this is definitely the match that should steal the show. And even though they're going to Saudi Arabia soon, um, there's stomping grounds in June, which is the next oh, yeah, that's pay-per-view. Right. And that's a little weird. But 
I wouldn't be opposed to a rematch or them kind of doing um, what they did with Reigns and Styles after Mania in 2016, where it first they have a drag out war and then the next one is just extreme rules and brawling everywhere. Right. So they can ratchet it up a little. You think uh, AJ and Seth are like, so do you remember what we did back then? You want to do some <laughs> of that? I mean, it's easy, right? <laughs> it wouldn't shock me if they had it all move by move, like right. Flair and Figured Steamboat. Out. Yeah. Just each night, hey, which one do you want to do? Oh, let's do Tuesdays. And then... Yeah, let's do, uh, let's do match number five, two. 9.7. Oh, yeah, we got that one. <laughs> got it. 45 minutes. Let's do there it. There we go. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go with Rollins retaining and maybe hopefully Drew McIntyre is stalking around with a briefcase. I think he's going to cash it in. Oh, boy. I don't think so right away, but let's just get past Drew winning the briefcase yeah. first. <laughs> I think we'll. I wonder if they'll. What are the likelihood of having two cash ins same night, the night um, that they're won? No, they got to keep one because you keep one floating. It's a break glass in case of emergency thing. You always got to have one handy, right? Because say in a few months someone gets hurt, they're like, "Well, now what do we do?" Let's cash in, do the cash in. Right. <laughs> you always got to have that backup. It's a, it's like a net. It's a safety. Yeah, it's net. kind of a little safety net for the writers. I see what they did there. See what they did ah, there? They kind of created something to bail them out. Indeed. All right. Speaking of bailing out, I think we are going to Dude, end it there. We're, we're like creeping on two hours, man. We are creeping on. If you're still <laughs> listening to this, I love you. So this is the 411 Foresight Wrestling Podcast on the 411 Podcasting Network. Google, iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, everywhere I can't even name anymore. Rate, review, give us those five stars. Steve Matson, Resident Complex, what do you got? Hey, ResidentComplex.com is where you can find links to where you can purchase our debut album, North avenue available everywhere music is sold itunes spotify youtube google play wherever you want to find it you can find it just search the resident complex and you will see it all righty we are going to listen to resident complex on our exit miss holly say goodbye to everyone goodbye hit it you see oh, all this world it isn't what you thought it would be fear and violence rule the day and it makes you want to just run away escape this world